Fantasy Football Show Live. I'm your man, Smitty. This is the new set that I've built for the show. We had a little technical difficulty this morning. I had a couple things going on, to be honest. And uh, we're good to go moving forward, but I'm your man, Smitty. I'm here with you every Tuesday and Thursday. It's going to eventually be a Monday through Friday thing. I'm rolling this bad boy out Monday through Friday. Uh, but it is going to be your drive time show. You're in the pocket, you know, quietly listening to the show like this while you're at work. And then it's so good, you're like, you just got to take a peek at what's going on. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be about news. It's not about the live chat. It's not about the show uploads or the, the mock drafts. This is a totally different show. This is sports. This is breaking news. This is call-ins. This is guests. This is everything that you'd want in like a network type show but uncensored, unfiltered, um, and it's all coming from from this new part of my studio. I wanted this thing to be so much more different feeling than my, my uploads. I didn't want to be sitting here in the chair, in the command center, going, hey, hey guys, um, this is my new show. It's the same as my old show, and it's fantastic. You know, it's like you don't know the difference. You can't see any. No, I wanted you to understand that this thing's got different Different crap going on at all times. I can hold my cane. I can stand. I can put my cane on the couch. I can stand. We can talk news. It's going to be fantastic. I'm so excited about this show. And it's going to take a while for us to find our rhythm. For me to find my voice within this type of environment. Like it's going to be some bumps in the road. Like this morning. Like the tech, like the, the different levels of technical and mental difficulty starting uh, things off this morning. But I'm excited because we've got Deshaun Watson news. We've got the 49ers moving up to the three spot. Who do they take? Wilson Fields. Will Wilson fall? Fields has a good pro day. Now we don't know what could happen. We're going to talk about the 49ers. We're going to talk about the three pick. We're going to talk about the Jets. We're going to talk about the two pick. Uh, We're going to have Grant potentially on the show very soon. We're going to have other guests. I might do an internship interview here on the Fantasy Football Show. Yeah, that's right. A guy you know very well within the community is going to maybe pop on in and, and do a little interview, a little interview poo here on the Fantasy Football Show. And uh, we've got 2021 wide receivers. I think I'm going to mix in like a hardcore fantasy topic each week uh, or each day, so every Tuesday and Thursday, so that you guys get some kind of like insanely hard-hitting fantasy football content that you would get like in the upload and live stream versions of, of what I do. Um, because a lot of it will be news-based, me talking about the news, my opinion on Watson, what I think is going to happen. Very, very network-like. Or I want to say like Pat McAfee or ESPN or whatever morphed with the Howard Stern show somehow. You know, maybe less uh, 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 graphic. But I don't know. Who knows what we're going to do. We got the pull-up bar. We don't know what's going to happen on the show as this thing evolves. Hit the thumbs up on your way and show your appreciation for the show. Wipe thy feet and let's get to it. So Watson, Niners, 2021 wide receivers taking calls from all of you. Yes, the phone line, I showed it to you in a, a moment ago. I'm going to allow you to call in and, and just chop it up. And, and we'll be listening to voicemails as well because some of you won't get through, but you're going to leave fantastic voicemails. I already know it. So 
we're going to kick off that. So internship calls, that'll be probably toward the end of the show. Uh, I should have one or two or three guests coming on. As the show gains popularity, as we start to take off, I have a feeling the guests will become bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, we've had like Matthew Berry on the show. We've had Scott Scott Hansen from uh, NFL uh, Network. We've had a, a bunch of people, uh, big name, top dogs in the industry. But what I, I hope to accomplish with this is to create a, a desire for these people to come on this show. We I want to take this show to such big heights. Get uh, not about not about viewers or followers, but about awareness, about domination. Like, yeah, I want to dominate the fantasy space on on terms of video. Like, there's no no secret. It's not about follows. It's about domination. I want to be that source for you, for you. Not about anybody else, but for you. Every single one of you individually, I want you to feel like you have a place to go from freaking uh, 2 p.m. No, sorry, 4 p.m. Eastern. I got to remember my own times. I'm in Arizona. Let me tell you something about Arizona. We don't move at all. You all move around us with your time zones. It's confusing. It's frustrating. And we're, we don't, we don't move. And so Eastern's three hours, then it's two hours, uh, California is our time, then they're not our time. It's crazy. We don't move, but everything moves around us. So I'm going to keep it 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern. I'm not going to move it based on my time zone, because if it's based on my time zone, it's going to keep confuse the hell out of you. When's the show, Smitty? Well, in October, it changes to... I can't do that. I have to take that pain. I have to wear that uh, that uh, pressure. So let's get, let's get it on. Watson, Niners... Receivers, Collins, internship, and let's talk about the NFL. Let's take it on over to the, uh, we'll take this on over to the command center. And uh, let's get it on. So, first topic of the day is going to be the Deshaun Watson situation. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, now Deshaun Watson is in a pickle, no pun intended, and I truly believe that the NFL is going to be a little harsher to this situation than than people are expecting. Now, I know everybody's initial reaction to Deshaun Watson is innocent until proven guilty. Uh, they can't do anything until Deshaun Watson, you know, gets a chance to, to, you know, defend himself. But let me tell you something. What you believe, what I believe, what Bill 5744 believes, or Bill in accounting, or 49er media, um, potentially my son, we're not sure. It doesn't matter. What matters is what the NFL believes. And the NFL is is sometimes overreactive, sometimes underreactive. And what we know for a fact is that they made a decision 
I'm not sure how many of you remember the Ray Rice situation, but Ray Rice goes out and and basically dismantles his entire career with with a video clip that that was obviously spread all over, and I, I don't even want to show that of a pitiful display of of domestic violence, and the NFL goes ahead and suspends him for a short period of time. They have to go back and redo that, revisit it, and and apply more uh, more punishment to a situation they already kind of took care of. They botched it. And ever since then, they're going to be more reactive and a little bit more cautious, which will offend people, which will not seem right. It will not seem fair. But when you're looking at a guy like Deshaun Watson, who has twenty about 20 pending cases against him. Yes, some of them feel tied together by, I, I don't even know the exact uh, details of every single case, but a lot of them are pending from the same attorney, the same kind of, you know, same kind of direction uh, is being given to the person, obviously. But they're individual people. They're, they're separate situations. They're, they're different service providers that came by Deshaun Watson. Some of them, I hear, are like Instagram hires, which is weird. We live in a weird time where you, you go to Instagram for a masseuse as an NFL player. I don't understand that. I had Ryan Hollins and, and uh, Brennan Haywood on, or actually I was on their live the other day, and they were like, look, we're NBA players that was weird to hear that he's just going in and, and having random people from Instagram like sliding into a, a DM and being like, need a masseuse? It, it, so it's a weird situation that kind of helps paint a picture that maybe there's, I don't want to say truth to some of this because we're, we're guessing and it's unfair to guess. I'm going to speculate on both sides of this just so you understand like both arguments. I'm not saying what I feel. I don't know that he's innocent or guilty and I'm not going to judge the man. But it's my job to paint both sides of this picture so you know what direction it could go. So in the case that Deshaun Watson, more cases come out. I hear 5 to 10 might come out. 5 to 10 more cases might come out. Right now it's 18 to 20 that are, I believe, filed. And that's not good. That's not good at all. That's going to be hard for Deshaun Watson to fight in enough time to have the NFL feel comfortable enough to be like, roll him out onto the field as this thing gets worked out. We're good with that. No, they have a perception. They have advertisers. They have they have things that they've got to do that that per- prohibit them, especially historically, knowing what how they handle this from 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 you know doing anything other than putting him on the commissioner exempt list, which is what I predict to happen. And in that case, if he goes on the commissioner exempt list, guess what? They don't have to make a decision. They don't have to do anything. This is like uh, 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 Guantanamo Bay for players. You put a player on the commissioner exempt list, you don't have to read them their rights. You don't have to do anything. You put them in purgatory where you don't have to make a decision. It's it's, it's like a, a get out of uh, tagging and having to make any decision or hand out punishment card. And the end of, if anybody thinks that Watson's not going to go right onto the commissioner exemplist 
and just sit there and sit there. I don't know. That's what I feel. That's how I feel this is headed. That's where I see this going. And and I could be wrong. I like Daryl Henderson, people. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. But I do believe... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. That this will trend worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And before you know it, Daryl Henderson will have more value than Deshaun Watson. Even, even present day. So... I don't know what else to say other than on this topic. We don't know what's going. Actually, I have a lot to say on this topic. I'm not done. In terms of whether I think he's innocent or guilty, again, I don't think I'm going to speculate on that because that is so unfair to Deshaun Watson. But there comes a point where when there's 18 to 20 cases, we got to ask some serious questions here, right? Like I'm not going to tell you he's he's innocent or he's guilty. But what I can do is tell you that the odds of him being completely innocent feel pretty close to slim to none. Now, what I mean by that is there's going to be, and my, my mic is like blaring. Is it too loud for you guys? It <laughs> Day one, day one, baby. I'm like redlining, <laughs> I'm like redlining the shit out of my mic. Oh, I'm excited. I'm, do I need to move it over? Like, what, what am I doing here? Okay. Honestly, I truly believe that the odds of him being completely innocent are going to be slim to none. You know why? You know why? Because there are too many moving parts all over for this to be a conspiracy that's connected all in one. When you play the telephone game and you're like, hey, dollar bill. Uh, Deshaun Watson plays hopscotch in the summer in green pants. And he tells JP that, who tells Alexander that, who tells Master Yoda that, who tells Alex, then 49er Media, then Cody, then Sergio. By the time it comes back, it's like, hey, Deshaun Watson raises bunnies while he's taking a lap. That's how things get messed up along the lines of multiple people being involved. There is zero chance that there is 18 to 25 people in cahoots to just completely go after him for no reason whatsoever. There's, there's, I, I, I feel pretty educated. I have a, a, a couple degrees and I feel like I learned a little bit at my college, a little knowledge from the college. And, and it tells me that, that the mathematic classes that I took that 18 to 25 is a pretty, 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 pretty tough, uh, a number to fight against when you're saying, that you're, you know, innocent of all counts and all situations that these people are bringing up. So what do we think is happening? Do we think that Deshaun Watson is got a little Superman complex, gets a little little massage and, and, uh, you know, expects this and expects that expects people to be wowed. I don't know. Um, I think it's something along those lines and 
Did every single one of these situations probably get out of hand? Probably not. Probably not. That's where some of the un, untrue things probably lie. I think it's somewhere in the middle of where Deshaun Watson was doing something he shouldn't have been doing. And 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 it just kind of all steamrolled. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't pretend to have any of the details on the individual cases. That's why I will not say he is guilty. I will not say he is innocent. I will just tell you that the odds of him not being guilty to a degree that the NFL is going to say, no, no, you you can't do that. You can't do that. The odds are slim to none that even the things that are proven are not going to shed bad light. I, that, that's my opinion. So in fantasy football, I don't know what to tell you to do. I, at the same At the same time, I'm not going to tell you to go trade away Deshaun Watson at crazy bad value, what good is that going to do you? On the other hand, I'm not going to tell you to go um, not trade for him at like 8th or ninth round value or something like that. Um, but it doesn't feel safe. Like He feels like a guy, based on what we know from Mike Vick, Ray Rice, Kareem Hunt, um, Aaron Hernandez, like, the list goes on and on. He feels like a guy that maybe misses a season and then there's a potential for him to come back in depending on how bad all this ends up unfolding. Like nothing's actually proven. And and, and and then you get the questions of, okay, well, Smitty, tell me this. If there are no criminal cases against him, how could this have all happened? They're all civil cases. They're all chasing money. And I get I get that stance, but the answer to that would be that when a crime isn't reported, then there's no way for the police to have a criminal case set up. So the 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 DA is reportedly looking into all this. They have information now that a crime could have been committed. They don't just go arrest somebody. You have in some cases seen an arrest warrant really quickly in a in, in like Aaron Hernandez case, stuff like that. But when there's word of mouth or there are there, the evidence is in the form of of civil lawsuits, then that evidence is slow moving to get to the DA. The DA's got to look at it. The DA can't just go arrest somebody or, or try and file charges against somebody from a criminal uh, perspective until they check it all out. Word is the DA is looking into it. Now, is it going to all be hearsay without any evidence and no one really have a case? And the DA goes, no, we don't have anything. Yeah, yeah, that could happen. And does that mean that, that, that the NFL won't punish Deshaun Watson? No, it does not. Not at all. Because he will be tried, unfortunately, if he's innocent. Unfortunately, he'll be tried in the public eye, the, the eye of the NFL, the court of public opinion by the NFL. And, and if there is some truth at all to the claims, even if they're not criminal, the NFL doesn't look good. The NFL is going to be reactive. Everybody's first reaction to this was, hey, you know, damn, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna judge them. And I, and I get that. And I, I'm not, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm not going to judge him. He seems like such a good guy. None of us know him. None of us know Deshaun Watson. Bill. I, you do not know Deshaun Watson, Bill. 
Like, stop talking like he's your best friend. You know him very, very well. You don't. You don't. No one knows Deshaun Watson. We see him on a boat on Instagram posing, you know, in in photos. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I can see it. I can see it and I cannot see it. Like, he seems like a good guy, but that doesn't mean he doesn't do what he's what's being suggested about him and and whether he's going overboard and doing I don't know I don't know any of those I can't even speak to that like I want to have an uncensored show but I don't even want to describe some of the things that are being said in the reports because a I feel like it's unfair to Deshaun and b I'm gonna try and keep this as as pg 18 as I can but it's not looking good it's not looking good. And if I had to guess, and it's guesswork right now, the dude ain't the dude ain't playing 2021. He's at least not playing week one. And if, if things start kind of unfolding and falling apart case by case, and let's say 10 of the cases drop out or fall apart as one or something, stuff we don't know, then then I could see the NFL being like, okay, we're going to fall victim. The NFLPA, we're, every, everything's going to f- come down on us in a hard way if we don't say, get out there. And we're going to watch it very carefully. And I could see that happening. But at its current state with 18 claims growing into 20 to potentially 30, the NFL, why would the NFL go in that, when it's going in the wrong direction, the NFL ain't going to let them play. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. I, I The NFL won't let him play. Now, I'm going to invite Grant, my intern, who broke through and became an intern on the fantasy football show, my boy Grant. We're going to invite him onto the show, and Grant's going to give us his opinion. We're going to break down some stuff. And what an exciting, non exciting, it depends on your, your perspective on this. I kind of don't like it, but the dude, uh, hold on one second. Let me send this to Grant. Grant, here you go. Here's your link, Grant. Come in, Grant. Hurry up. I don't want no fake background, Grant. No fake background, Grant. Um, 17-game season. 17-game season. Um, this is crazy. A 17-game season is, what does it mean? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let me uh, let me get Grant in here. Seventeen game season means we gotta adjust for fantasy playoffs. Now we go until week sixteen or week seventeen instead of week sixteen. Now you rush for what is it? My math again. My degrees were not in mathematics, but I think it's like fifty-seven, fifty-eight yards. Let's let's calculate this so we're 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 totally legit here. One thousand yards divided by seven. Games is 58.8 yards to be a thousand yard rusher in the NFL. You got to rush for 58.8 yards. Everything changes. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm with Camara. Camara said that it's what do you say? Messed up 
what do you say? F that S H I T. I don't know what he said, but I'm with I'm with Camara. I I don't like this at all. We don't know what we're gonna be faced with now. We don't know what we're we're looking at in terms of players breaking down. They have a tough enough time staying healthy. Now they all are obligated to play overseas. That's part of that 17 year, 17 year, 17 week um, uh, bill passing or whatever. Now 17 seasons opens up the door for freaking more injuries. The odds of more injuries has to increase by, I don't know, 10%. 10% more likelihood of injuries in my mind. Because now you have guys going that extra game. It's just, yeah, he says dumb as, yeah, dumb as, whatever he said. Where Where's Grant? Grant, Grant, where are you? Grant, I sent you a link. And where is Grant? I'm going to re- I'm going to replace Grant with our new intern that we're interviewing at the end of the show. You guys know him. He wants to be a part of the show. We're going to we're going to give him a little little try. Uh and uh we'll do that after after we get Grant on. But Grant's going to we're going to talk about this. Hopefully Grant's not with, you know, some fake background behind him right now. He always has these these magnificently fake backgrounds behind him. None of them could be possibly real, uh, but Grant will be joining us. But I'd like to know what you guys think about a 17-game season. Um, I don't typically go into the chat. I'm not going to typically go into the chat with these shows, but I will read some of the comments here with what you guys are thinking as far as a 17-game season. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Uh, from a fantasy perspective, again, I think it opens the door to injuries. It's kind of nice to have an extra week. Like, that was my initial reaction is like, damn, um, that's kind of cool. An extra week, you know, I like that. But as you start thinking about it and you're like, this is going to lead to injury. This is going to change all the historical data in my league. Now, now guys are going to throw for more yards. Um, Guys are going to have more touchdowns. We don't know what a good touchdown figure is anymore. Now what, what Mahomes going to throw for 60 TDs in time? Not only injuries, but let's, let's see what Matt says. Matt says, Matt, here we go. Not only injuries, but you have to also worry about teams resting players. Yeah, we don't, that's another point. We don't even know, like, if if when you add more games, there's more separation. And you could run into a possibility where teams make the playoffs still in week 14, week 15. And they sit their players in week 17 and 16. And now we're like, w- when we transition in fantasy football to playing through week 16 and not 17, some of you old magazine drafting mofos out there i feel very very sorry for you still play week 17 like what are you doing what are you doing why why not flip a coin why not get in a room and instead of drafting anybody at all you just flip coins for who gets the money put all the money scoot it to the to the center of the table flip coins and just go home early you played a week 17 you don't know what's gonna happen and and you're not going to have your best players in the field. It makes no sense whatsoever. And it's a great point, and I agree with it, Matt. We don't know what the hell is going to happen in week 14 or 15 now because you could still clinch the playoffs and and cr- crazy. And who's going to go 17-0? and 0? The Lions? Who Who's going 17-0 the first time? Um, let me see where, where Grant is. If I was paying Grant, I'd dock his pay right now. I would... <laughs> Grant, get in here. Uh, what if they do two bye weeks? Matt, that was the original thinking. Um, 
I, I don't know if they're still talking about that. Does anybody know if they're potentially going to do two bye weeks? I don't I don't quite know the answer to that because it wasn't in the information. Uh, but Watson, covered Watson, will go to the 49ers until Grant decides to chime in. Grant, I'm going to send you the link one more time. And uh, hopefully you can jump right in, bro. No rush. No rush. No rush, my man. Okay, 49ers trade up to the number three pick. I got a lot of 49er people in here. Huncho's in here. Um, and uh, we've got uh, 49er media. We got a lot of people, a lot of 49er folks in here. Niners trade up to the number three pick. And we knew we don't want you. You want Grant in here. Believe me, Grant's a, Grant's a, Grant's a goat. Grant's a goat. He's the best intern I've ever had. I've only had one, and he's the best one I've ever had. The Niners trade up to the number three pick. I wasn't extremely excited about it at first as much as other people because I feel like it's one step short of getting to the top of the steps, you know, because it's Wilson, it's Trevor Lawrence. And I put a, uh, let's see, I put a, a tweet up, this one right here, which surprised the hell out of me. This one says, Dynasty 2QB startup league hypothetically would you rather have herbert and burrow or lawrence and zach wilson now i expected herbert or burrow to win this you know i thought maybe 60 70 percent i couldn't believe that you know it it only been up for a couple hours but it had 75 votes really quickly 90 percent of 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 everybody that voted wanted herbert and burrow now i love herbert and burrow i love herbert and burrow i do but lawrence and wilson to me are are you know going to be in my opinion as good and i was just shocked that 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 was that that skewed zach wilson to me feels a lot like patrick mahomes in some ways i'm not saying he will be patrick mahomes but i believe he will have a lot of the similar style of play when you watch me he's like a magician running around throwing off his back foot making throws that you don't even see that he's looking in the direction of the player the touch is amazing. He seems really polished. Like Mahomes was good coming out, but if you remember when I had Mahomes in 2018 in October, I believe I wrote a, a bold prediction for the 2019 season in 2018 because I don't sleep and I'm like, damn, you know, I'm st- I'm gonna stand up for this one. I don't sleep and I'm like, damn it, you know, I like Patty Mahomes so much. Oh, here's Grant. Grant, hang tight while while I get you in here. Um, you better not have a fake background. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, one second, Grant. Okay, Grant, there you are. There's my boy, Grant. Uh, Grant, speak real quick. Let me make sure the, the levels are good. Speak real quick. No, I'm not hearing you, Grant. Damn it, Grant. <laughs> You're fired. You're fired? <laughs> it's probably me. Hold on, Grant. Hold on. No, I have you good on my end. <laughs> Grant, why don't you talk and I'll just sign I'll sign it. I don't, I don't know, I don't know how to, how we're gonna fix this, Grant. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, uh, 
Talk one more time. Yeah. Um, turn the, turn the, is your phone on vibrate? I don't know if that's uh, a, There you are. I hear you, Grant. Yeah, there we go. boy. All right. Atta, we got everything now. Okay. Can you guys hear Grant? Grant, is he good? What do you got behind you, Grant? What, what's this fake background for the day? All right. So every time I get on, I'm always going to try to have some kind of different fake background so okay. we can try to tease the viewers. Okay. Let's see. Can you tell me, can you, can you describe what this is real quick? All right, so I'm in my man cave right now, so I'm kind of picking everything up. So we've got currently uh, my Michael Jordan jersey right here. That's pretty sick. And then I guess we go this way, and then this is my Kobe Bryant jersey. Two goats on the wall. Okay. Trying to, and I've also got a couple more. Am I going the wrong way? Here we go. So you can't really see it, but I got LeBron James and then Tom Brady over there as well. That's fake. That's fake, Grant. Okay. 100% fake. You caught me. Uh, is everybody hearing Grant okay? Loud and clear. Okay, they hear you loud and clear. Grant, we're, let's go over a couple of the topics here. Um, let me see if I can... Uh, let's see, I'm going to get you in on this right here. Actually, I'm going to go back to that screen. Uh, Deshaun Watson, okay? Without, you know, without condemning the man, you know, he's innocent until proven guilty, but we still have to make a lot of assumptions. And when you hear he's got 18 pending cases heading to 20 potentially five to 10 more is Deshaun Watson in your opinion playing in 2021 I don't see how he is with the NFL stance on their politically correct agendas and everything else and how their their need to suspend players if they do anything morally wrong I can't understand how he's going to play at all um and you've got um Kareem Hunt Ray Rice you know hitting women and they're suspended eight games Ray Rice's career was completely derailed for that now you have 18 cases of sexual assault or harassment how i don't understand how they can they can justify that yeah even before like i was saying earlier like the commissioner exemplus is a way to like put you in in the corner and not deal with you and you have the ability to just linger it on you don't have it's kind of like i'm surprised the nfl pa and the nfl players haven't like said hey we want to get rid of the commissioner exemplus because it's the one way you have total control it's like Guantanamo Bay like they just put you in there and they don't do anything with you and and so I feel like uh I feel like there's no there's no way I think that he doesn't land on that exemplist at some point once these cases keep adding up because the NFL is gonna have to figure these out I don't know if all these cases are tried individually or 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 they're brought in one case do you happen to know that information to my understanding, uh, Busby is trying to lump everything up into one big case because it makes his case stronger that basically they're co- everybody's cooperating the same accounts of what, what he's done to them. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. Now, the Niners trade up to the number three pick. I, I hit the Deshaun Watson so much, I'm just going to move on so people don't hear the same thing over and over. They trade up to the number three pick. Uh, I just got through ranting about how much I love Wilson, how much I love Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence and Wilson could be that duo that we reflect on and say that was the best, one of the best quarterback classes we've ever seen ever because Wilson could be a top five quarterback in the NFL and fantasy and Lawrence top five in both as well for the next decade and a half. And, and, and I think that, that there's a shot that Lance or fields could be the Jalen hurts type of player who is still six to 10 capable if they fall in the right spot and they develop right I'm not sold on Lance. I'm not sold on Fields. I'm not 
I'm not hell bent against him, but I feel like it's Wilson and it's Lawrence and the Niners got right to the steps of the, you know, the last step of the top of the staircase and they didn't quite get over. I know a lot of the Niner fans are really excited about, um, uh, about fields. Now he had a good pro day started off at a couple choppy throws or whatever, but then he started hitting, you know, some, some long routes. He started throwing the ball very deep. He kind of replicated that throw that Wilson did where he rolled out threw off his back foot field said, you, you do that. I'm going to do it longer through even a longer pass. They both look kind of the same on that route on that uh, throw. A lot of people like fields and I'll argue. Um, and I got a lot of Niner people in here that are so quick to be like, Oh, we're going fields. We're going fields. Well, let me tell you something I've tested and taking the pulse of a lot of people outside of your biased communities, which are very positively optimistic. And I love them. I love my Niner people, but there's some people whispering about fields now being the number one pick the Jags. What are the odds? The Jags are some ties to Ohio state urban Meyer. What are, what are the odds that they consider not going Trevor Lawrence? I mean, the odds are low, but I'm just saying, what are the odds? If you had to put odds on it, Grant, we can't hear you again. <laughs> I don't know what Grant's doing. Grant, Grant, instead of buying such, I can't hear you, except for buying, instead of buying such good fake backgrounds, we need to invest in a mic. <laughs> I, I can't hear you, but I don't agree. <laughs> That's weird. That's weird how it was working, and now it's not. Can you hear Grant, guys? I don't hear him. No, Grant. Try uh, closing out and coming back in. Let's see if that works. I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up on you. Try try coming back in. All right, we're gonna fire him. By the end of the day, he's gone. Let's put him on the left side. Maybe that'll help. Now you don't have oh, Now you don't even have video, Grant. <laughs> we made it worse. It'd be better if we had audio on the phone, Grant. <laughs> oh, but I, I, I know a lot of you Niner people in here are ecstatic about fields in his pro day and i'll say this about fields i've been a little pessimistic about fields i've been a little bit of a a, a downer on him you know there's the old saying that here we go i think i hear you grant all right you got me now boom there you are there's an old saying grant it's not that old but it's that ohio state doesn't produce good quarterbacks that's correct. Um, <laughs> and in my in my opinion, I think that the odds of them drafting anybody that's not Trevor Lawrence with the first overall pick, you're probably looking at point zero 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 one percent possibility that happens. I just cannot see any which way, shape, form, or fashion that they don't take Trevor Lawrence. He's probably one of the best quarterback prospects since we've seen since Andrew Luck. Yeah, I, they'd I, I be mean, fools. I It'd be fools not to. I agree. And and what, what I what I think, what you think, what we all think doesn't matter. It matters what one team thinks. It does seem like Lawrence is the, the pick. They're not attending other pro days, you know, so it seems pretty pretty obvious, but you never know. And Cam Newton was not gonna be the number one quarterback taken or number one pick the year he was. 
until like the eleventh hour. It happened really quickly, and if if anything, if, if Fields could have done anything to change the narrative here and put himself in a position to be considered at the one spot, he did it today, according to a lot of people. And right. so I, I think that that's interesting. Now, does he move into the number two conversation for the New York Jets, who were probably going to take Wilson without any hesitation? coming out of his pro day and now fields kind of has a similar pro day. What, what do the New York jets do? I still think they take Alex Wilson. Number two, in my opinion, uh, Justin Fields, you know, he looks great in bicycle shorts, but at the same time, put the game tape on. He's not that accurate. Uh, he's, he's a phenomenal athlete. He's going to do a lot of running around in the pocket. They, they're gonna, like teams are going to have to scheme around him with his deficiencies and his accuracy. Who, who so, are you talking about on that? Wilson Fields. Oh, Fields. Yeah. And so that's why I think Alex Wilson is a pocket guy. It's uh, Zach Wilson. Zach. I don't know what the it's blame it on the Wi-Fi. I'm thinking that. No, you're right. (laughs) Now, my buddy from A&M who got drafted was Alex Wilson. So I've got no, I I do that with uh, Brandon Jacobs and Josh Jacobs all the time. Yeah, all the time. Uh, but but yeah, so Wilson does. Wilson reminds me of Pat Mahomes in a lot of ways, and and people can't get past how young he looks. He looks like you know he's so young looking, and 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 the thing about him though is because he looks you know like he's he's eighteen years old. He he's six three. He's actually a big dude. He just oh, doesn't he, look yeah. like it when, he, when he's walking around. You're like, who's this? Who's this sophomore in high school coming up to get an autograph from one of the players? Like, no, that's Zach Wilson, bro. He absolutely. Uh, I love Will- Wilson looks good. Wilson to me is going to be, you know, it's so hard because the, the quarterback pool is deep. You have, uh, I'm going to pull up my, my rankings here on sleeperu.com and, and, uh, and break it down. But you have, uh, you know, Pat Mahomes obviously is the, the number one overall quarterback dynasty redraft doesn't matter. And in my opinion, uh, without any hesitation, without equivocation, it's, it's Josh Allen for me. But after you get past that, you have Kyler Murray, you have Herbert, not in any particular order, but you have Kyler Murray, you have Herbert, you have, um, you know, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, uh, uh, Deshaun Watson, maybe, maybe not. Um, and, and, a, and, a, and a lot of people throw Dak, and no, no way for me on Dak. Wilson and Lawrence could easily climb into the top five, six for dynasty quarterbacks for me i love them that much and so getting back to my question about the number two and number three pick if the jet do you think the jets could what is it what is the percentage you said passing on wilson throw out an arbitrary number i take wilson i mean it, it could probably be 80 20 something like that i think that they go wilson um obviously we know trevor lawrence is going number one but I think it's probably 80-20, 75-25 that they're going Wilson over uh, Fields. Yeah. And then from there, honestly, I think that Trey Lance is going to get taken by the 49ers over Fields. Uh, it's so tough because that's the way I felt. That's the way I feel. But I'm getting the sense that the Niner community, which isn't going to necessarily be on the same page as the 49er organization. So let me just paint that that picture right. there. Because, you know, I've got my Niner people in here. 49er media, give me an odds, a percentage that Fields goes number two media. And then give me a different percentage that that uh, Fields uh, gets passed on by the Niners and you take Lance. I want to know what you, th- you think. Because he's dialed into the Niner community. But what the Niners do and what the Niner fans want is is different. Because they're talking about Mac Jones 
here and there in 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 a lot of outlets you know that, that there was a report today that said there's still uh i forget who it was um it was uh the athletic reported that the word is that mac jones is the pick that the niners are leaning toward now coming out of the pro day and people are like what you know like i don't believe that i don't buy it at all mac jones looked like he was he was throwing out big macs uh, on the field today, not at all remotely close to the same level as Fields in this pro day performance. But maybe they overlooked the pro day. I don't know. But I, I, I think that Lance is the pick. I think Lance fits the 49er system better. I think Lance runs for 10-plus touchdowns in that offense. I think defenses can't contain Lance. You don't need you don't need Fields to be throwing downfield when you have Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, the run game, the defense, not a system that throws, 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 throws. You right. could use a guy that could rush for 10 to 12 touchdowns, still be a good pocket passer. He's got a cannon. Like, he was throwing 50-yard yeah. bombs, like, just kind of trotting around. He's got an arm. I don't want to hear that Lance can't be a good pocket passer. First of all, as I was talking right before you, you uh, jumped on. I was saying that Mahomes in 2018. I wrote my first bold prediction for 2019 in October. I couldn't. I couldn't wait. I'm like, I'm dropping the first bold prediction. It was October, and because I, I was so excited, I didn't want it to not get out there in time. So it was Mahomes. Probably my biggest prediction ever. And and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I've missed on Daryl Henderson last year. I, I was so high on Drake. So make no mistake, I, I miss all the time. But Mahomes, I'm pretty good at quarterbacks in my wheelhouse. Mahomes, while Alex Smith was tearing it up in 2018, some people were saying Mahomes who? Alex Smith was playing at a top five level. No one really bought it that it was going to continue, but he was playing out of his mind all the way through October, I believe. And so I was like, this Mahomes guy is the real deal. But he was very undervalued. Even after being anointed the starter and Alex Smith being out of the way, Mahomes was drafted in round 10, 11, 12 in fantasy football drafts, even knowing he was starting. And so my point here is that for anybody to draw conclusions, even me, about Fields or Lance and their development at the NFL level, look at Tom Brady and how Tom Brady was kind of not seen coming, even though people knew who he was. He did okay in college. Um, he did good in college. But it was like, you know, you don't know. You don't know how these guys develop at the next level. And I think that if you... Have a, I'll let you talk here in a second, Grant. Sorry. If if uh, Jimmy G goes down or when he goes down in week seven or week five or week six or whatever, and you insert you insert Lance into the lineup, Lance, you can babysit him. He can be, he's going to have training wheels on. He's going to have Mostert and Wilson and a run game that's phenomenal. Amazing center, offensive line that's top four in the league. Kittle, Debo, Ayuk, a defense that supports the offense and offense that supports the defense. Lance would come in in a system that will limit him from being an air it out passer and then add a dynamic that defenses can't shadow in his running and right. and you win more games, you're more efficient. I'm telling you, I see Lance as a better fit than Fields. It's not that I don't like Fields, I just don't love Fields right now. Exactly right. And like you go look at pro day workouts. My boy, Johnny Manziel, like he's one of my favorite players in the history of, of ever. Best college player to ever play it. He looked phenomenal in his pro day. He wore the helmet. He wore the pads. He acted the part. What he did in pro day got him drafted in the first round by the Browns because it was, it was something that people had never really seen before. He was really impressing people. And then he goes out there and just does nothing in the NFL. So you, I, I'm always 
iffy if go back and look at the tape. Fields is not that accurate. Like he had a great game against Clemson. Wow, he had one or two great games in his career this year. He's not. He really struggles with that intermediate uh, passing area, and I think that's going to really limit him in the NFL. He's going to have to get outside the pocket and use his raw athletic ability, a la Josh Allen. That's a perfect – whatever the Bills are running, that system, that's perfect for Justin Fields. The 49ers don't run that. They want to stay in the pocket, and that is not where Justin Fields belongs. I I, I mean, I believe – I'm I'm trying to remember the stat, but I think it was in his last – I know he played some tough teams, but – in his last three games, I think he was sacked 11 times, I believe. is 10 or 11 times. And there, there is some talk from some people that know what they're talking about, scouts, that he holds onto the ball a little too long. Like, they're, he's not perfect. Like, I know everyone's going to come out of this pro day and be like, the dude's perfect, he's electric, he's amazing. And there's a lot to like, but there's a lot to like about a lot of players, you know? Like, the- Kaepernick had a, a great, you know, little uh, pro day that he put on the, the last year that, you know, like, everyone looks good throwing the football to, to no, you know, to a receiver just running down the field. Um, it's not that hard for an NFL caliber quarterback to hit those throws. So, everybody gets really excited about it. I'm just telling you from an analyst perspective, people, all my 49er people, Lance fits better. You have Jimmy G go down in week six, week seven, week eight. Even like let's say let's say you make the playoffs, which you will, because this team is is really really good. And Jimmy G, if he stayed healthy, you could still take you there. Um, but let's say Jimmy G goes down in the final game, you know, week seventeen, which we'll talk about in a second, Grant, because this is crazy. Adding yep. adding another game, um, Lance could come in and not just win one playoff game; he could win multiple playoff games. We've seen Herbert look fantastic as a rookie. Without not even close to the same surrounding cast, um, we've seen Burrow look really good, and he definitely didn't have the same surrounding cast. You put Herbert or Burrow in that Niner offense. Let's say you could take this exact team, and let's say Burrow or Herbert were rookies still, they would you you could win a Super Bowl with one of those guys in the lineup. I'm I'm saying Lance is your best shot, and if you're not going to get Wilson, you're not gonna. You know, maybe Salah, this is another thing I thought, you know, Salah going over to New York to become the coach. I like the guy a lot. I think he has a real good shot at turning this organization around if they give him the control and power and in the Jets organization doesn't, you know, punt their future with the two pick. But if they take Wilson and they take Najee Harris or they take Wilson, they take Travis Etienne, this Jets team is the Buffalo Bills turnaround from from last, like just instantly, a can you know, a, a different dynasty uh, immediately. So I think my point there was that we don't know what Salah is going to do. And I wonder if the, 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 the Niners know, I wonder if Shanahan and Lynch know, cause they're very close to Salah. I'm sure still what he's going to do. And that's why they moved up to the three. Who knows? I think they want Wilson in, in San Fran more than anything, but I don't think they're going to get it. But what do you, what do you think about anything you want to tie up uh, any loose ends? With this convo. No, I think what I was going to say earlier is, you know, as far as what teams evaluate pro days, Jamarcus Russell had one of the best pro days you'll ever see. And he was one of the worst NFL quarterbacks to ever play. He was number one overall. So I think that just because Fields looks good, I don't want people overvaluing. Having said that, I think that you're exactly right. 49ers are super close with Salah still. My biggest fear is, is that he's a defensive guy. What is he going to do? Uh, with this offensive system, uh, who, what, who, or I guess, which offensive coordinator did he hire? What do you know? What their scheme they're running is? 
Yeah, no, I, I have to look a little bit more into that too. But I believe that I believe that if they're going to keep the same, I don't, I don't think they will. But if they're going to keep the same system, then, then Darnold and, uh, uh, yeah, I, it's tough to say. I think Wilson would fit, right? The but system deal- better. I, I think, I think, I think you build around Wilson regardless. Like, I don't know, I don't know what they're gonna. If you have Wilson versus Lance, or you have Wilson versus Fields, you're gonna, I think, structure your offense differently because I think you're going to understand that Wilson's ready to go in week one. He's ready to go. He's an NFL caliber, out of the gate, ready-made player. So is Lawrence. So is Trevor Lawrence. But I, f- I feel like Fields and Lance can get there. I don't feel like New York. I think if Fields goes to New York, flop. Com- complete oh, flop. If Fields goes to the, to the to the 49ers, it might work. Because right. they can put training wheels on them, like I said, with any rookie and force him to be more of a game manager, they're not going to turn him into a 4,500-yard, well, with an extra game, a 5,000-yard passer. Awesome. Um, and and so he, I'm telling you right now, my Niner people, I'm not telling you you can't win with Fields. I'm not telling you that he won't do well. He won't be 6-12-ish to 12-ish in football ranking terms and in fantasy terms. But uh, if if Fields went to New York, bust. Like, I think he could bust. But- the the cupboard is bare in New York. They don't pretty much they don't have an offensive identity. They don't have a very good skill position players. They have no running back. The receivers are mediocre at absolute best. Corey Davis is your best receiver, and that's not saying much. You know, he's a Mims, wide receiver. Mims, don't don't forget about Mims. Mims can develop. I like Mims. I like Denzel Mims. But you know, they could draft a guy too. Like what if what if I'm not saying Waddle will fall, but Waddle could fall. Um, you know, I, I think I they address Waddle's the best receiver in this class. Yeah, a lot of not you're not alone. You're definitely, I would say, in the the lower percentage of of that you know breakdown or whatever. There's you're in the minority there, but I think I've heard a lot of people over the last couple of months say I think Waddle's better than than Devonta Smith. I disagree, but man, you know what? Justin Jefferson, I liked a lot, by the way. Um, was not ranked by even me, who loved him, number one. And so Waddle could be. I feel like Waddle's more, he's a better version of Ruggs. I think he'll translate and become a good player. But I feel like the odds of him going in the direction of Ruggs versus in the direction of like, um, you know, Hopkins or, or, or Devonta Adams or whoever you want to compare him to. Um, right. I think Waddle, Waddle, it's tough for me to, to see Waddle getting to that height. Whereas I think Devonta Smith and Chase could, but you could be right, man. You could be right. What what do you like about Waddle over Devonta Smith besides like speed? I mean, Ruggs was fast. Like uh, it doesn't always translate. What do you like about Waddle? If Waddle hadn't got hurt last year, Devonta Smith no chance at winning the Heisman last year. He because Waddle was the number one receiver on the team. He was leading in yards, touchdowns, everything before he goes down. Devonta Smith now takes over the number one role and just completely runs wild on the country. Like, the, Devontae Smith is a phenomenal receiver. I'm not saying that. But Jalen Waddell is the complete receiver. His 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 route running is elite. His speed is top-notch. He, he's got um, – his mental IQ for the game is just phenomenal. Like, the kid is just – he's that good. And another guy that we're overlooking at um, is – I'm blanking on his name, the receiver at LSU, uh, Chase. That dude is unreal. I'm telling you, it, in my opinion, it's Waddle, Chase, and then Devontae Smith. Chase, to me, I think Chase and, and Devontae Smith have the ability to be 
top five wide. Like, this is what I think about this. I know everyone says I love rookies. Like, Smitty, you love rookies. You love all rookies. I don't love all rookies. I was very critical of of a, a bunch coming out in 20, uh, 20, 2019. And I'm not super high on Waddle. So there, there's proof that I don't love every rookie. But I truly believe that this draft class, like we look at the DK Metcalf draft class, we're going to look at this draft class and we're going to say that this is the best overall draft class we've seen in a while. And it doesn't necessarily come from the running back. I think there will be at least one running back that's elite, and that could be Travis Etienne. I like Chuba Hubbard out of most of the running backs, um, but he's got to land in an ideal spot, and I don't know that he will. I think uh, Najee Harris is going to be really good. He could be like that 8-12 to 12 staple in fantasy football drafts year after year. Kind of like a, I think Marshawn Lynch. Never the number one or number two overall pick, but he's always like right there at 8, 9, 10. So I'm not, saying, I'm not saying Harris can't be that good. He could. But I think ETN has got the potential to be 25, 25th ranked running back or the 5th ranked running back. Like it depends on where he goes. So the running backs aren't the part of this draft class that's got me thinking it's going to be the best that we've seen in a, like decades. It's Wilson, it's Lawrence, it's Chase, it's Devonta Smith, maybe Waddle, and definitely Kyle Pitts. It, I mean, this is like we're injecting fantasy football goodness immediately uh, that can be high-impact type guys right into our drafts. It's going to be phenomenal. And Jamar Chase reminds me of DK Metcalf, but he has the ability. Where's my football, Grant? You should have had this prepared, Grant. Okay, when when DK Metcalf goes up for a pass, he he like uses his spatial intelligence to li- completely dominate the defender at the touch point of the ball. When you watch film on Jamar Chase, he takes care of that before he even jumps for the ball. He completely uses his size and his space and spatial intelligence to maneuver players, and then he goes up to get a ball that no one could get anyway, but it's uncontested because he dominated the defenders around him on his route running. There is no player in this draft that is able to dominate the space around him like Jamar Chase. Now, I think Devonta Smith is capable of being even better than him, or he could be slightly below him or even to him based on landing spot. I think Jamar Chase needs a perfect environment, or not perfect, but a good situation. Devonta Smith can run slants. He can go. Uh, he can run every route in the route tree. And he can also do the jump ball thing to a pretty darn good degree. Like, he can make a living doing it. Jamar Chase does that part better. And if you get him in a DK Metcalf-esque situation, you'll see Jamar Chase be that good. I believe Devonta Smith and Jamar Chase are both top five to six receivers in fantasy football in one calendar year. Give them a rookie year to get their feet wet. And then I, I think both quarterbacks are in the top five or six in one calendar year. And Kyle Pitts is the third ranked tight end, maybe even higher than that in one to two calendar years. And I don't care if tight ends don't translate Grant at the NFL level. This is a different tight end. This is a different situation. He's a wide receiver trapped in a tight end position and he's bigger than all the wide receivers. And I think Kyle Pitts ends up being uh three, four. Um, I, I'm going to draft him as my, not, not that I have to, but I'm going to draft him around the six, or seventh tight end taken, but I, I rank him in my top five as a rookie. As far as talent goes, he's as a rookie coming in, he might be top five overall in the league as a rookie. He's that dominant. He's got a skill set that's that good. It's just with any other player coming in, it all depends on what situation they get into. Like what you were saying about um, Etienne, 
and all those guys, I like ETN the best. I think he's the best, you know, running back out there. But at the same time, if he gets into a bad situation, uh, gets drafted by, say, the Jets, I don't like that situation. He may not be that good where Najee Harris or New England somewhere else and, and just explode. You know, think about it this way. James Robinson, nobody heard of him. When he was drafted, nobody expected anything out of him. But look at the situation he was in, and he was literally a top five back last year in fantasy football. So it's all about situation, not necessarily how good you are. Yeah, and New England would be an awful – like, I'm not an idiot, people. Like, I, I hear that a lot, Grant, where they're like, oh, you don't know where he's going to go. That's the dumbest thing that's ever said to me. Like, I, I'm in the prediction business, Grant. I got to make assumptions, and if anybody thinks I won't react to him being drafted to New England or something, I'm going to. I'll adjust and adapt. So I'm predicting he doesn't go there. I love when people get all upset about, like, I'll, I'll do ranking. I, I drop everything on January 1 on, on sleeperu.com, my content site grant. And when I do that, I get all these weird comments on Instagram and stuff where they're like, why would you do rankings this early, Smitty? We don't know where the rookies are going. Like, I don't care. Like, you, not everybody lives in Bill's world where Bill drafts in August only. You know, some people do dynasty startups in January and February so they can follow suit with the NFL timelines and everything. So it's like, it's funny. And and why would you not want to see rankings earlier than later? And then if they adjust, they adjust. But ETN, I I agree with you, man. I think ETN, I think he's going to have a shot to be the number one running back in this draft class. Again, this doesn't go against my my liking. Chuba Hubbard is like my, my crafty favorite Camara type running back that if drafted into the right spot, which probably won't happen. I, I need to preface that. I hope it hope it does. But um ETN he's stronger than than Najee Harris. I think he's more dynamic. He's uh he's just more overall gifted than Najee Harris. And I think Najee Harris played in a system and in a team loaded with talent and it's hard to really measure how good he truly was. And there's some people that say he's slow. Um, not quite as quick as a lot of people make him out to be. ETN is definitely quick. ETN is definitely fast, and he's got hands. He can run between the tackles. Um, everybody's got to work on something, and so you know we'll see. Remember, people thought Zeke Elliott wouldn't catch passes in the NFL, well, because he didn't get a chance. He's he didn't really get good. that. Never made any sense to me. Look what he did at Ohio. I mean, he's really good at out of the backfield catching balls, and nobody gave. Him credit. I know. It was like, Zeke's not a PPR guy. Like, I remember that for, for a, about a year and a half. Zeke's not a PPR guy. Like, there are no... That's the weird thing about fantasy football is, like, people ask me, um, what... what uh, Can you do some non-PPR rankings? Because I, I don't do those on Sleeper U. It's all PPR. And, right. you know, I, I'm like, okay, you know, Jake, let me go in and, and find my, my PPR rankings and let me move four guys. I'll move this guy down four spots, this guy up. Like... The, the running backs, at least on a cheat sheet, the running backs are all PPR guys for the most part. Now, you got Derrick Henry, who's not, but everybody else pretty much in the top, like, you know, five, they're PPR monsters. It's like PPR, PPR is the way to go. And number two, everybody's a pass catching back now. Um, so PPR, non-PPR is not that. I mean, if you're doing overall, then the wide receivers bump up. But it, like doing a cheat sheet, I'm like, I don't, I don't. I don't know what to do here. I'll put this guy yeah, here. Yeah, the difference between PPR and non-PPR is, is minuscule, honestly. And if, you're, if your draft strategy is, oh, it's a, or a case in point, whenever Reggie Bush was in the NFL, everybody was like, oh, he's he's going to catch passes. He's a PPR you know, machine. No, he's not. 
you know, it, it, he couldn't do the first part of playing running back. So what makes you think just because he can catch passes, it's going to make him that much better. And he mm-hmm. didn't catch that passes. So you got to look at the yards being gained versus the total amount of targets and everything that are gathered. Uh, last thing we'll talk about Grant, and then I'll, I'll let you go. But um, 17 game season for every team now. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like how it messes with a all of our historical data and fantasy football. Like, who wants to get to know new numbers when you're so used to to you know this amount of yards is a thousand yard running back. Now a thousand yard running back needs to run for fifty eight point eight yards um, per game, and and we don't know what uh, how this will affect injuries. Adding a full game because every game could lead to injury. We don't know how. As Matt mentioned in the comments earlier, we don't know how this will affect locking a playoff spot up because no one's ever seen it. Um, and if teams sit their players in week 17, you know, and in eight, you know, in 18 now instead of just week 17, we don't know how it's going to affect fantasy football. Like we could get to week 17, which will be championship week now, right? For the most part, I think that's what people are going to probably do. That's what I'll recommend yeah. people do, but I don't really know. You could just go to week 16 still. I don't know if that conversation's really been had all that heavily in the fantasy football community. I think it needs to take place because if we all just assume and move to week 17, we could be sitting in week 17 staring at players sitting that shouldn't be sitting much like we did before the community, the fantasy community as a whole said, hey, we're moving to week 16 instead of week 17 now. It was done. It was like, uncomfortable. I remember because I've been doing this for 18 years. I remember when that move happened. Nobody liked it because it messed it messed with your historical data and everything you knew to be true about fantasy football you've come accustomed to. And now you got to cut a week out. Now I don't know what's going to happen. Well, I think what you're going to end up seeing a lot is say the the Packers are on a roll and they're dominating and they've already got the division wrapped up. Well, they're going to sit Aaron Rodgers, the whole team in week 17 now, let them rest. Or let's just say they're not the number one or two overall seed. You're talking about seeds three through seven making the playoffs. All right. So you know that they're going to be playing in the first round of the playoffs. They're going to sit their players in week 17 as opposed to week 18. Because now that you get them rest, but you don't want them to sit off because you always have these teams that take the buy off and then there's a hangover the next week. Well, you want to keep that momentum rolling. So I'd rather set my players in week 17, let them get that rest, and they continue getting momentum going into the playoffs. So I think you're going to see more teams start sitting players in week 17 versus week 18 that have already wrapped their playoff spots. Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be unexpectedly different than we all think and in, in probably not a great way i agree with some of the people that think oh we get an extra game of an extra week of football it's great but at what cost man you know you're gonna have players getting hurt um i just don't know that it's gonna end up being a very positive thing and when the players themselves are not ecstatic about it like camaro's pissed off about it uh i think that 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 tells you that they're not looking forward to it. And if the players aren't looking forward to it, we don't want the players doing this thing that, that they dread um, and adding to the injury risk or adding to them sitting out games. Or like you said, if, if I mean, we don't know the mathematics of this thing, how, you know, will people still wrap up because no one's played it. No one's played it. You can't really even guess. Will people still, will teams wrap up and clinch playoff burst still earlier? Then, 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 then you know, would it just get extended the game? Maybe I don't know. We'll see. It depends if the Lions go zero and seventeen, and <laughs> a lot of other. What team goes zero and seventeen? 
What's the first team to do it? <laughs> Man, that's a good question. Uh, looking at my list right here, I don't think anybody goes 0 and 17. Who is the best shot? Probably the Jets. I, I think mean, the Jets turn it around a little I mean, bit. They, but they if they screw up the quarterback pick, then maybe like if they take Fields, then maybe I'll I'll be with you that they had the best shot. But I really think the Jets take Wilson, and if they get Etn or, or Najee Harris, they really turn things around. Um, if I'm looking at it here, the the team with the I'm going to offend somebody out there, the team with the best shot of finishing. 0-17. I'm going to say I don't see anybody. I, I don't see it this year. Right. I don't see it any. I think that the Jets have the worst team as of today. I think Correct. they got the right coach in place, so I think that will change the Lions. Maybe the Lions. Maybe the Lions. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Lions. If I had to pick, gun in my head, a team to go 0-17, the only one feels that it could, that could happen is, is the the Lions, and I don't think the Jet, the Jags, um, will do it either. There's a comment in the chat about the Jag. No, Jags getting no. Lawrence. Man, Lawrence, is, Lawrence has the flow. He's got the flow here, the flow here. The dude is 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 legit, man. Um, that guy's gonna bring it every single week. I love Lawrence. I think Lawrence is the real deal. He's got Chenault. He's got uh, Chark. He's got James Robinson, who you talked about earlier. Robinson's so disrespected. I went into a clubhouse chat talking with some dynasty people who are all algor- algorithmic and they don't look at anything but these like, you know, college profiles. And if you're 23 years old instead of 24, when you're playing at this level, like you can't do this or you can't like, they're so into these, st- these stats that like are unwavering to them. And, and they're all like uh, talking about James Robinson, not having a, you know, a mathematical shot at, at you know, being, ever given a second contract because he's a unrestricted free agent. It's like, look at Foster, look at priest Holmes. I know those were outliers, but it happens. And the bottom line with this is, I think the psychology behind hating on James Robinson is that you didn't draft him. You didn't see him coming. And when you don't see somebody coming, you want to validate your original diagnosis by saying he won't work out. And I think that there's a real strong psychological reason why people are against James Robinson is because they didn't they didn't find him and they they don't want right. to be wrong they they want to be proven eventually right, um, like Lamar Jackson people were really down on Lamar because they they they, they didn't see him coming and so they were against him they're against him now they ended up being half right half wrong uh, Lamar did kind of fall apart last year at times and I don't know how I feel about his future but I feel like James Robinson is super undervalued. And he has no business being ranked as low as he is in Dynasty. Like, they, they, the room that I was in practically was like third round, top of the third round, no way. And I'm like, for James Robinson? Are you kidding me? So, outside of my community, I think we're a little biased on him, but he seems to be like a 3.4, 3.5 Dynasty guy, and that's low risk as hell, man. Where do you have him in redraft leagues just for 2021? Um, I have them like around, if I'm, if I'm doing read, let me pull up my redraft rankings. If I have them around like the 13, 14 pick, um, which seems so high to other people outside of our communities, but I mean, he's top, he's top, you know, eight to 12. Like there's a lot of close. I mean, you have like Aaron Jones, you know, Nick Chubb, Derek Henry, Zeke Elliott, Jonathan Taylor, all right there in that five to 10 range. Like anybody having Aaron Jones five or four six i can't i'm not gonna rip on that like anybody having elliot four or five or six or eight or nine i'm not gonna like those are really close players that 
you should have the freedom uh, in 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 today's uh, you know world of 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 rankings and 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 players being outliers and and sleepers breaking out like that you can have those kinds of calls and not get ridiculed. So you're not going to get ridiculed by me on my show if you got Aaron Jones four or five or Zeke Elliott nine or ten or four. Um, but I think anywhere in the, the seven to 10 range is really good. Like at the, after I I like to see James Robinson as your second drafted player, but anybody, anywhere in the top of the second is not too high. He can outperform that. And that's the, that's what you want out of every pick you make is to be able to hit a home run and get like a half a round or more of value out of where you took him. And he's, he's. To, to worry about him being an unrestricted free agent. The, the other psychology piece here is not only do fantasy owners want to doubt him because they missed him and they want to validate that they weren't wrong. You have a guy, even if it's Urban Meyer taking over the team, whatever, you have a staff that says, hey, we found him. Our scouts scouted him. And so why does everyone think that they're going to be hell-bent against making him the future when they would just be saying, Oh, we were wrong on that. Like they're going to validate their own scouting. And like, we did it. You know, we found them when George Kittle was in uh, drafted in with the fifth round. Did, did the Niners go, Oh, you know, we can't buy into him because he's a fifth rounder. No, they're like, we found the guy in the fifth round. You idiots watch him be a top, you know, three tight end. That's what yep. teams and coaches do. They don't look at a player and go, he was a, you know, fourth rounder, undrafted free agent, you know, we picked them for a reason, right? They, they saw the potential. So I, I don't, I don't buy into it all. I like James Robinson a lot. I do too this year and I'm hoping to get him. So I'm picking early on uh, in the draft at our, my big league. And I'm hoping that he'll fall to me at the very end of the second round, which I don't think he will, but I'm praying he does. Yeah. He, he's going to, he's going to fall far. I, I, I have a wide receiver um, uh, ranking thing. I'm going to do in a little, little while. Um, so if you can hang in the chat and comment about that, that'd that'd be awesome. Uh, anything else you want to add anything news related? Uh, let me scroll through the news real quick. See if anything's popped up. The 17 game season was, was the big news when I jumped live, um, the 49ers and fields and what's going on there was, was going on. I don't see any other news, uh, kicking off right now other than Fournette. Uh, Bruce Arians said, doesn't know who the 2021 starter will be. Um, Roger Goodell, um, in person OTAs. That's actually a good one. And I have that tweet queued up here. Um, what are your thoughts on COVID? And, uh, where is that? I had, I guess I don't have that tweet. Um, NFL OTAs can begin April 19th. Everything appears to be in play to start on time. I don't think we're looking at anything close to the 2020 off season. There might still be a lot of like restrictions in place. There may be more zoom meetings than in-person meetings. Like they're going to be careful and try and be smart about where they completely open up, you know, uh, non-social distancing situations. And when they just say, Hey, let's keep it zoom on this to, to help, you know, combat any kind of potential problem. But, what, what you Texas was you're in Texas what you were pretty bad I know Arizona was pretty bad what's it like there overall now uh pandemic wise not bad people are, are still getting it I'm not saying they're not but you're not seeing many people just get terribly sick uh the the rates are significantly dropping so we're completely maskless the state's 100 percent opened up 
and the case of COVID is declining, death rates declining. We're going back to normal. Like everything is phenomenal here in Texas. So obviously we're still working through it. I'm not saying that we're perfect and everything's, we're in the clear, but it's, we're way better than California, New York, all the people, all the states with the strictest mandates. Look at our statistics. We're 10 times better than all those states. So, and I know, so I live down here in um, where Texas A&M is, and they have already announced that football, so we have a 102,000 person stadium. They're saying full capacity next fall. They're opening up the whole university, the whole stadium, everything. We're not Texas. No, is, you're different in Texas, though. You're, you're, we try. <laughs> you're, so, yeah, last year we could only have twenty five thousand, and it's complete capacity this year. So I can't wait to get back to yeah. watching college football and everything else. So yeah, I, te- I think I, te- I like Texas for that. They're, you're strong. You're uh, you're gonna you're gonna make it happen. You're nothing's gonna let you guys stay out of a stadium. Um, That's Winston, life. yeah. So yeah, good news for everybody. Um, you know, seventeen games now, more potential of problems. Like I, I still don't like that, but I like that the the league the league's going to start on time. Um, everything OTAs, everything looks like it's going to be on schedule. But anything could happen. Um, anything could you know break down between now and then, and and COVID could get worse or some strains. So we'll we'll keep tabs on that. I'll try and update everybody every show on what what I think is going to, what the direction is with that stuff. But Winston and and Taysom Hill is another topic I wanted to get your thoughts on. Yeah, you got to go? No, no, no. I've got about another 10, 15 minutes I can stay. Okay. Uh, Winston, Taysom Hill, they're paying Winston a little bit below starter money or you could argue starter money or cheap starter money. Um, right. there's incentives in that that can make it starter money potentially. Uh, and, and even though Taysom Hill is, has a voidable contract every single year is potentially voidable. So like the, the Saints can get out of it almost entirely except for the guaranteed money in year 2021, but it's still a $140 million deal. Like the Saints, you don't just give somebody a $140 million deal. I don't care if it's voidable or not just to trick them into playing another year or something. They believe that there's potential. They want to protect themselves, and they should have. That was good. But they want to say, hey, Taysom, you know, if you deliver, then, you know, we're going to keep you because that contract in the end, two years from now, won't be as big. Players will be getting more money, and that deal will be okay for the Saints to continue on with on a year-to-year basis with Taysom Hill if Taysom Hill's dropping huge numbers. So everybody assumes that Winston is a starter. Everybody assumes there won't be a competition or even a split. I think that if Winston does play and starts week one, he's the between, you know, the 20s or from 20 to 20 and inside the 20s is Taysom Hill territory. And I truly believe that if Winston falters at all, because I don't think Taysom Hill is going to falter in his zone which is in the 20s he's good at it i don't think he's losing that job the only job that can be lost during the year will be the from the 20 to the 20 mark which will be the winston territory where he's airing it out and i don't know that this lasik surgery is going to be the cure for winston's bad decision making like everybody thinks it's going to be could he be a good player in the nfl in that offense you know, or, or a good fantasy producing guy helps Mike Thomas. If Mike Thomas stays healthy, which is another topic, it keeps Kamara potentially more involved than maybe a Taysom Hill-led offense. We can argue, argue that too. Um, but what do you, what's your take on it? I think Taysom Hill eventually takes over 
And I don't know that he succeeds, you know, for multiple years, but I think in 2020, 20, 2021, he takes over at some point. And he's the, if I'm picking a one quarterback and I'm, I'm not starting any of these guys in a one QB league, but if I'm in a two QB league and I'm on the clock and, and all the other guys are gone, viable options, and it's Winston and Taysom, I'm drafting Taysom. See, I'm actually going to go the opposite way on that. I think that I would still go Jameis Winston for the fact that I just, Taysom Hill's not an NFL quarterback. He's not. He's a gimmick. He's inside the 20s. You know, he didn't really look that good last year, except for in the 20s. And Jameis Winston gives that team the ability to go vertical, which is something the the Saints haven't had in, what, six, seven, eight years? Drew Brees hadn't had an arm in five years. So it's kind of like, look at the playoff game. They had to put Winston in to run the trick play to throw it 50 yards down the field because Brees couldn't throw it that far. So I really think that Winston's going to add another dimension that I think he's going to be a lot better than people realize. He could, he could. I'm not, I'm not ruling that out. I just feel like if I have to predict that that he's going to have a lot of pressure on him to deliver when Taysom already like when Taysom came in the game, there was a lot of pressure on Drew Brees, even though Drew Brees knew he wasn't going to likely lose his job. But here's this guy coming in to replace you because you're not efficient enough in between the twenties as they would like, or they say, okay, you're good, but we like him better. But like that's a tough, tough thing to. It's a tough pill to swallow. And I think Taysom will have that that edge of not having to look over his shoulder. He's looking over Winston's shoulder, who's very, very, you know, interception prone of what we know. You know, the, the Winston we do know. And, you know, with Mike Thomas, un, we're unsure of whether he's going to have surgery, not have surgery. as ligament damage, I believe, multiple ligaments in his foot. There's no word on that whatsoever, which is asinine. Like, what's he doing? You know, he wasted an entire year. Not able to stay healthy, and he's going to try and maybe, I mean, this is my assumption, maybe just not get surgery and try and heal this on his own. Um, this could be a disaster for, for for Mike Thomas, maybe. I don't. I think that if he doesn't get surgery, he's that's a very bad sign because those ligaments just don't, I mean, they do go back, but you're never the same after that. Yeah, it depends on the grade of the tear, like, which we don't have any of that information, so it is right. hard to speculate on, on how bad. It is, and, and obviously he's getting some sort of advice to not have the surgery, so somebody in the medical world believes he could do it a certain way, or he's convincing doctors to give him an optimistic outlook, and he's like, I'm not having the surgery, I'm not having the surgery, I don't know. But I think there's a lot of reason to worry about Winston, whereas in Taysom Hill, there's there's the momentum is on in, in his favor. But I do agree that like if Winston can put it together and throw accurate footballs and, and have success, and Mike Thomas is ready to rumble, there could be a, a, a world where Winston is starting 16 games. I will say that it is ironic that Kamara never ran the ball between the tackles like a workhorse between the tackles. I always call him a workhorse in general, and I, I, I can't stand when people say Kamara is not a workhorse because a workhorse to me is to- some total of what you're doing. He's dropping top five running back numbers. He's a workhorse. Right. He's 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 getting on his horse and he's working. You get 15 touches the game, you're a workhorse. Yeah, that's getting on your horse. Um, But I will say that it is crazy that he turned into a between-the-tackles runner at the end of the year. Now, was that ironic? Or was that the the team saying, we're changing our system and that we're slowly changing it? We're giving you, like the Vikings did the year Dalvin Cook broke out to become a top-five running back. I have my intro where I go, top-five running back. That year... We saw a dose, a two-week, two, three-week window, I believe, four-week window 
of what offense the Vikings were going to roll out in tw- in twenty whatever year that was twenty eighteen. Um, and I feel like maybe we've seen the Saints saying we're going to run Kamara on the ground more, which will help ease some people's minds because Taysom Hill took away Kamara's pass catching you know stats and and potential. So if if Kamara is getting his pass catching potential taken away, he needs to run the football. And we saw him dominate. And we what do you have three touchdowns in uh, in week sixteen? What was his stat line? Somebody Six drop touchdowns. a stat line. Yeah, six touchdowns in week sixteen. Uh, yeah, six. Uh, let's see, Kamara. Yeah, I meant six. Sorry. Um. Yes. Uh, let's see. Six touchdowns, one fifty-five on the ground, and he didn't catch more than three passes in weeks right. fifteen, sixteen, eighteen, and nineteen. He did catch catch seven the week before in week 14, but his catch totals went down. It's still very good. 83. Um, Oh, that's a phenomenal. Yeah. It, which, which was fun, which is funny because he was an 81, 81, 81 guy. Yep. And then he had 83. So what I said was wrong. He didn't go down overall. He went up. He, he improved to an 83 catch receiver instead of 81, which he had had three straight years. But I'm saying at the end of the year, when Taysom, um, you know, there, there's there's thought that he will disappear in the receiving game if Taysom Hill's there. That's my point. Well, it, there is a good point to that because when Drew Brees was in there, his uh, catches per game was probably five or six, and then when uh, Taysom Hill was in there, it's probably one point five or two. Yeah. So, so I, I I don't know what the eighty three would have been if if Taysom starting the whole year. That's my point. It would have been significantly lower. Yeah, it went down. It had to it had to go. It has to go down. But again. Do they run the ball? Do they say, okay, with Taysom as their starter? Because here's what people don't understand about this situation, in my opinion, is that, okay, so Breeze goes down. Who comes in? Not not the guy they want to be the starter, Taysom Hill, Winston. Because Taysom Hill's playing tight end, running back, wide receiver, which is a whole other topic that I go ranting on because the dude earned that multiple eligibility better than anybody in the NFL so much so that he wasn't prepared enough to be a quarterback when Breeze went down mid-game. Okay? Right. So he comes in, Winston comes in, and only plays starter for a week because they're like, okay, well, let's get the guy out there that we want, which is Taysom. They prepare Taysom for the week. Taysom comes in and starts, which is another reason I think that they're going to roll with – they might roll with Taysom and people are going to be shocked. It's like, that's the guy they wanted. That's the guy they gave a $140 million deal, even though it's voidable. I get it. But they gave him the bigger deal than Wilson than Winston. So why is everybody immediately assume that Winston's going to be the starter when they offered the bigger deal, the more potential deal to the guy Taysom Hill? Um, my point being that they started getting in a groove with Taysom, and they ran the football a ton. With uh, where did Grant go? Grant, Grant. Oh, Grant's out of here, I guess. Maybe he'll call back. But either way, Grant, if you don't need if you need to go, we're we're glad to have you. We can get on and move on to our, our wide receiver edition of the show. Uh Najee Harris can't talk pro day. We'll have to check that out, Hazel. Um anyway, Grant, we appreciate you. Go follow my boy Grantland Part Two. That's how you find him on Instagram. Let me pop that on screen. IG. It's at Grantland. Part two, and you can go to his website, grantlandpart2.com. That's my boy Grant. He's my intern. 
Um, we've had some issues with his fake zoom backgrounds, but other than that, he's been pretty rock solid and, uh, hopefully a staple on the show. So Grant, I appreciate you. Now it's time to get on to the wide receiver edition of the show. And, uh, let me go ahead and, uh, switch my screen here. Right in front of your face, we have the 2020 one list of potential top 10 wide receivers. We're going to go through eight of them. And I get asked a lot, hey, Smitty, who are your top 10 wide receivers? Who are your top 10 wide receivers? We're going to do this from a dynasty perspective. So what's up, Bronson? We're going to go with uh, the dynasty mindset here. I'm going to I'm gonna think about like two to three years out. I'm not thinking five years out. I'm not worried about a guy being 26 years old versus 23 so if that's what you base your stuff off, this might not match exactly what you got going on. Um, uh, actually, you know what? We'll, we'll go back to this in a second. Um, JP, are you here, JP? JP, where you at? We'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll start this and then we'll continue it. As soon as I get a word from JP, let me see. I'm going to send my boy JP a message here and see if we can get him on the show because I've got a surprise for you. JP wants to be an intern here at the Fantasy Football Show. So we're going to give JP his shot at being the next intern at the Fantasy Football Show. When JP comes on, we'll switch over and we'll finish this. Again, this is going to be top 8 to 10. I'll probably do like top 15. I'm just going to rank the 8 dynasty wide receivers. It's very, very hard. Uh, JP, I sent you a link via your IG, so click on that bad boy. And uh, wow, where do we start? Where do we start? Do we use do we put out Devonte Adams at the one spot? Do we put Tyreek Hill at the two spot? Um, it's it's always tough ranking dynasty um, because guys like Adams, yeah, they're older, but it depends on how long they have. Now Jefferson, to me. I know this is going to seem bold, is my number one ranked overall dynasty wide receiver. Do I draft Jefferson number one? No, I do not have to draft him number one. So therefore, please understand when I put Jefferson number one, I'm not asking you to go out and spend uh, the the draft capital or the trade capital that it would require to get the number one overall, number one overall wide receiver, which is probably Devontae Adams in most people's minds. You don't need to spend that kind of draft capital. You just don't. Um, so understand that this ranking is going to be more how I see it unfolding, not necessarily um, what you're going to go pay. There's two different things. You have to use ADP in conjunction with rankings, especially if the rankings are bolder. And these rankings, like anything that I do on sleeperu.com, is bolder. So please understand this is a bold set of rankings. Let me, I don't know if this shot is like just flickering. Um, we'll just, we'll just do that. We're doing it live. So I'm going to go ahead and put Devonte Adams number two. I still feel, I don't care if he's a little bit older than some of these other guys. He still has a grip of years left. When I say grip, I mean at least two or three elite years. And that's a long time to me. I'm not worried about five years versus two or three because your league could fold in one year. Your league could fold 
in its second year. If you know your league well and you know your league isn't going anywhere, then I can understand why you might maybe bump Adams down one spot and take a bigger risk uh, waiting, eating a year and, and losing or not competing as much and having the guy that you feel is going to eventually be the number two um, versus Adams. But right now, Adams is deserving of the one. Like if you're in a dynasty startup, Adams could go number one for all wide receivers. If nobody would really bat an eye. I think Adams deserves to be here, as does Tyreek Hill, who, uh, who like Adams, may not have as much time as some of these other guys, but these guys are playing right now at a level that some of these guys won't, and it might take them a year. So uh, if I had to rank Dynasty 2021, these are, my, these are my top three so far. I might get a little crazy on you guys at this point. This is bold. I repeat, do not go drafting like this. Understand that I am trying to predict the future, that I've stumbled upon the Gray Book Sports Almanac from Back to the Future, and I'm I'm telling you to be smart about it. But I'm putting this mofo right here. C.D. Lamb is my number four wide receiver. And now we have J.P. joining us. We will come back to this. Let's get J.P., our potential intern, JP, can you hear me? We can hear you. We can hear we you, JP. It. Now um, I'm going to need you to back up from the mic, from the from the uh-huh. the screen a little bit. You're you're taking over the whole screen. You're taking over the show already. This is not the kind of tone I expect you to come in and just try and take over my show. It's aggressive. I don't appreciate it. And you're just sticking your grill right in my face. I don't I don't like it. Okay, JP, why do you want to be an intern on the fantasy football show? A, we don't pay. There's no COVID benefits. What what is it you want to accomplish? Is it is it experience so you can go out in the world and, and become this you know amazing writer that studied under Smitty? Like what it, what is it that you want? Yeah, I want to experience, and then I could go out and be Junior Smitty. Junior Smitty. Okay. Junior now, Smitty. Earlier, we ran into a situation where the mic the mic went off and Grant couldn't speak. Um, and I had to perform some sign language in between. I don't have time for that, JP. You need to, I need coffee. Um, coffee. I need someone to sign. Do you know sign language? I got water. Do you Is know sign good? language? No, I don't. You don't know sign. That's not the attitude I was looking for, JP. <laughs> That's not the attitude. I want you to try. I'm going to, I'm going to, slow- I'm going to speak and I want you to do okay. your very, very best to sign while I speak for a good 30 seconds to a minute, okay? And and this is your tryout. And if the chat likes you, we might bring you back for interview two. Um, so let me let me go back to this, and I, I want you to sign while I finish this wide receiver take. Uh, where was I out of the wide receivers? Oh, okay, so go ahead, JP. So CD Lamb has the potential to be a top one to five wide receiver in 2021. And, (laughs) and I'm not suggesting any of you go drafting CD lamb in the top JP. Come on (laughs) back up from the camera. Let's see your hands, raise your hands up so we can see them. You can't sign on the sides. Uh, Lamb has the potential to be, the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. The potential. I'm not saying he will be. He has the potential, JP. Uh, you can stop signing. This is not 
You're not our signer. I'm going to bring somebody else in. Uh, 49er Media, I got to bring you in to see if you can sign. 49er Media, I'm going to send you a link. We're going to bring him in and, and you're going to sign. I don't want you to speak. I don't want you to do anything, 49er Media. But just hold on one second. I'm going to send you a link. I don't want you to say anything. I just want you to sign. That's it. Is this even your IG? I don't know if this is. Hopefully this is his IG. I I might be inviting some stranger in here. I think that was his. (laughs) Okay. Let's get him in here. Come on, media. This is your shot, bro. You want to be an intern. Um, what are your thoughts on Lamb? I like him. Do you think he he has the upside that I'm talking about, one to five potential? Yeah, he's with the Cowboys. They don't have a defense, and they have Dak. Okay. And what do you like? What do you think about Justin Jefferson as my number one wide receiver? Is that too bold? Do you like it? I like Adams. You like Adams. Where's Jefferson, Jefferson rank for you? Two to three. Who do you have at two? Did you put Adams at two? Uh, I have. Let me let me show my screen here. And let me add you. So okay. I've got Jefferson. I've got Adams. I've got Tyreek Hill. And I have uh, C.D. Lamb as my top four. Can you see the screen? Yeah. So I okay. put Jefferson two behind Adams. Two. My yeah. number five, JP, is going to be, man, is it is it Metcalf? Is it Ridley? Is it Diggs? Is it A.J. Brown? Oh, you know, looking at my ranking, my, this is going to be different than my rankings. I don't see Jacoby Myers up there. Yeah, he won't be JP. Um, do you still like Jacoby Myers? Because the intern, intern, no, man. I don't. Okay, I just I was going to say I was going to like the internship right now. A little bit, but not for fantasy. Don't draft him. Okay, media. I don't want you to speak. I don't want you to do anything but just sign language. Okay, while we do this. Okay. Okay. Ready? Number five. I'm going to put A.J. Brown at number five. I Honestly, J.P., I don't know if you agree with me, but A.J. Brown, no Corey Davis. You're talking about, uh, you know, more, more targets, better improved uh, physical specimen as he matures at the NFL level. This guy is going to be insane. Uh, he's only going to get better. Wait till he gets more targets. Is AJ Brown too high at five? Um, I like Diggs better, but I don't think he's too high. It's kind of just opinionated. Who do you like better? Um, I would I would toy around with Diggs. I would toy around with Metcalf. I would potentially put Ridley at this five spot, but I think they're all going to kind of come out right now in, in the five, six, seven, eight range. But who who who, who, who am I overlooking here at number five? Um, I don't, I don't think you're overlooking anybody. Media, you're, you're it's doing either good. Diggs or AJ Brown, and AJ Brown's going to get a bunch more targets. No Smith. I'm going to put no Corey Davis. I'm going to put Ridley at number six. I'm going to put man Diggs and Met. Like, how do you not put Diggs there? I'm going to put Metcalf at number seven, Diggs number eight, and then I'm going to put. I'm going to surprise some people. Like at this point, Smith. yeah. It's at this point, uh, I mean, where do you put Hopkins? Oh, um, 
Probably nine. Yeah, let's put let, let me put Hopkins at um media, media you're doing an insane job. Very remarkable. So far you you might be our sign guy. I don't know that you're gonna be doing anything else in the show. We'll we'll find out, but you definitely definitely nail this. I'm gonna put Devonta Smith and Jamar Chase. So I'm gonna rank these guys like that. At this point, like where's Mike Thomas go? So I'm at eight, nine, ten, eleven. I'm at eleven. Is it Mike Thomas? Oh, where where did I put Devonta Smith? Oh yeah, I have two Devonta Smiths here. You got him twice. Uh, Mike Thomas is. Do you put Mike Thomas here? Do you you give him the nod over a guy like Godwin? Do you give him the nod over Evans? Do you give him? Do you put McClure in there? I'm gonna surprise some like people. Say, you what? Wait, this is Dynasty, this right? This is Dynasty, so, JP. So I put Thomas over McLaurin. Yeah. Um, because I don't know who who's his quarterback next year. Fitz yeah. ain't gonna play. I mean, yeah, Fitz won't last. But we'll put for now. We'll put Mike Thomas, Terry McLaurin. And then uh, we'll put uh, Mike Evans and Godwin or Godwin, Mike Evans. You could go either way. And then my surprise, my surprise guy. No one else has Jerry Judy right here. I have Jerry Judy. I don't even know where. He might even be above him in my mind. But, you know, I'm not going to tell anybody to go drafting this guy. But I'm going to say Jerry Judy deserves to be in here. And people are going to be really, really, really shocked at how how quickly this guy climbs rankings. Giggles, I'm going to ask you a question. This guy, okay, I... I went live with this guy one time and he just started giggling while I was in the middle of me talking. So I called him Mr. Giggles. It stuck. Now he's called gigs or giggles. Um, you, you've muted yourself. That's you. You follow instructions. Well, unmute yourself. Smart. You are a 49er page. Mm-hmm. Uh, people can find you at uh, what's your handle? Uh, 49er media on Instagram and Twitter. 49er media he's been in the chat very devoted followers so far so i'm going to put you up there and give you your props <laughs> tell me what's going on with the 49ers uh with this with this three pick are you going justin fields um so what i would think i really think that mac jones first off is off questions i really think that we don't have to freak out as much because i think it's just us doing our due diligence seeing you know what who we like and stuff. So I don't think he's an option. Um, I really think Wilson's probably going to be gone at two. So probably not option. So I think it's between Lance and fields, but I get it. That fields has the connection with um, Shanahan already because of the football, whatever camp he went to. But I really personally for me, I'm not really sure. Cause I, I kind of every day it changes for me about who I think we're going to pick. Yeah, uh, but who's your favorite? Like, if you're if you're making the decision, is it Lance or is it Fields? Because I, I can tell you right now, your 49er communities out there are, are ecstatic, yeah. ecstatic for Fields. You guys are so amped. Um, I think uh, I'm going to be a little honest when I go on the quad box with Dr. Raj and the boys. I don't know if they're live right now. Um, I mean, I wish I could get them on here. But uh, I'm going to be honest and say that I think that Part of the excitement is because he's the best left and you're not able to talk about Wilson, but I guarantee you if Wilson was in the mix, you'd be more ecstatic and talking up Wilson. So right now I hear, I see a lot of he's just as good or I like him better. He's my number one quarterback. But I really wonder if he truly is you know the, the top option to a lot of the 49er guys when you have Wilson staring in the face if Wilson does fall. Uh, do you feel like Wilson's a step above? Yeah. 
Well, uh, the only question I really have about Wilson is I feel like the experience, like the, the ex- overall in the draft, I think Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields have the most experience and obviously next would be Zach Wilson. And then I think it's very close between like Mac Jones and Trey Lance in terms Lance, of experience. I'm telling you, Giggles, I know Lance is a better fit than Fields. I'm telling you right now, I, I've done this for a long time. I know. I'm not an NFL scout, but bro, I've been doing mm-hmm. it as long. I've been Kyle Shan. How old is she? How old is Shanahan? Mm, he, I think he was probably in, in the probably in the 30s. He or was something? in high school when I was starting this. Like okay, that. so like, granted, oh, I know <laughs> I know he he knows what he's doing too. But I'm telling you, I I know Lance is a better fit. Maybe he knows. Maybe he knows this. Maybe they know. Maybe they're gonna go. You guys could have such a dynamic offense. You don't need to throw the ball. 40 times a game. Everyone acting like Fields is going to get unleashed in that offense. He's not. You guys have a very, very run-heavy system. And if you give a guy a quarter, put a quarterback in there that can rush for 10 touchdowns or, or more, you're, you are so much more unstoppable because you can utilize all of his skill sets. You can only utilize so much of Fields because you don't run that kind of offense. I'm telling you right now. It's... Well, okay, I, I'm going to say, for, I kind of agree, but but I think the issue and the reason we have been a heavy run offense is because Jimmy can't stay healthy and we haven't been able to really trust him. Like, he had eight passes in the NFC Championship game in 2019. So I feel like whoever the next quarterback is, I think the Niners, obviously they're not going to go away from the run, but I, I do think passing is going to have to happen, and I think they are going to do more of that. Yeah. All right, Giggles, you did pretty good. We're going to put it to a vote later on and see if people want you to return as an intern, a potential intern interviewee. I think you you hit it out of the park with your sign. We're going to go back, look at the film, see if you got anything right, or if you said anything offensive on accident, we're going to yank you immediately. We're going to put you on the the commissioner exempt list. You're gone. You're gone immediately. Yeah, giggle your way on out of here, Giggles. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Yep. Thank you for for joining us. All right. All right. Later. All right, JP, you got anything else you want to add? Uh, Anything? um, What's your last thing? I'll ask you two things. Quick answers. What is, what are your thoughts on the 17 game season? Do you like it? Do you not like it? And then will Wilson play in 2021? Hit me. Watson, you mean? Or Watson. Sorry. Okay, so I hate the 17-game schedule. I think it's the stupidest thing I ever... You're messing with everything. The two preseason games are going to be big because guys got hurt this year with no preseason, so that's going to become a bigger problem. And, and, and Watson, I don't think he plays. I don't think he plays ever again. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like a month ago, when or I don't know when the rumors started breaking, but it was like... I don't know if, you know, this can't be true. You know, he's going to play. And then now you don't hear anybody defending him. Everybody wants to, and I agree. I agree. You need to be proven guilty before you get, you know, every part of your life dismantled. Like, I I, I don't think it's right that it's a tough situation, but I feel like the league will react early. They, They always do. And, and we'll see. They're just going to err on the side of caution. There's like advertising. There's all stuff that they think of that, that is affected when they leave someone that has the potential issues that Watson's facing in the league. Like, I think they're definitely going to, they're going to take action. They don't want to mess this up because there's too many lawsuits and people will be coming at them. I don't think they have any evidence though. So it's kind of like, yeah. 
and Ray but Rice. Too many to not have any evidence. It's yeah, that's what I was saying. I, it, it can't not be partially true here and there, you know. And then and then if any of it's true at all, which I think you know, there's too many cases, there's too many people, too many moving parts for this to be a complete com- conspiracy. So the NFL is not going to like any any truth that comes out of it at all, even if it's like a, a fraction of what we're reading and hearing. It's the NFL is going to react. JP, you did excellent. Other than the sign language piece, which I think media <laughs> topped you, we're going to have to have a yeah, vote. Media Anybody, took over. Can the chat please uh, uh, tell me if if both these guys should return, one of them should return, uh, or neither? I want to know if if these are in if is this the fantasy football show live intern material that we're looking at right in front of our face? He came in aggressive. He came in hot. He was like right yeah. when, right when he opened up. He was like this. Hey, Smitty. Uh, but JP, appreciate you. I'm gonna open up the phone lines. Go back to my rankings okay. real quick, and then I'm gonna open up open up the phone lines. Take it easy. All right. That's JP, long time follower of the show, and I uh, appreciate him stopping by for a little internship interview. So right here in front of your face, we did these rankings. Um, it was I think it was. These are in order. So this is eight. Diggs is eight. Hopkins is nine. Smith is ten. Um, we got a couple of bird fingers there, JP. I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, Godwin Evans, I don't know which one, honestly. And then I want to, I want to, I'm going to put them like right here because I'm, I, I'm ranking them there. I'm drafting them probably down here because nobody respects Jerry Judy. But I'm, I'm telling you, this guy has top ten potential. You heard it here. You heard it here on show one of the Fantasy Football Show Live, which is 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern every single Tuesday and Thursday. I will roll out potentially Monday and Monday through Friday in time. I'm just wetting my beak a little bit as we get to know the format and I get I get, you know, used to it and we start finding our voice here with the show. Um how's everybody like it so far? I would love to hear. Jerry Judy is a top 10 potential wide receiver, meaning he will dance in the range of the Hopkins, the 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 digs and stuff in time. I really, truly believe that. I think it's going to be phenomenal. Uh, Bilo likes media. Bilo likes media. I don't, JP returns as the number one intern. Uh, you guys are both getting some votes, so that's good news for both of you. Um, now uh, it's time. Like, hold on real quick. I got to go to Dr. Raj real quick. Dr. Raj, let me see if Dr. Raj can jump on here real quick. Oh, man, he just left. Uh, you want to go live? Raj, want to come on the show? Let's see if we can get Dr. Raj on to talk about the 49ers. I can send him a link and see if he's he's able to hop on. Let me just send it to him. I'm not going to even ask him. If you want, jump on. This will be good. We're going to drop it like it's hot. Dr. Raj possibly coming in hot on the topic of the 49ers. We've hit. uh... We're taking calls. We're taking calls. I've got the phone lines open now. And where's my phone line video? Call into the show. The bat line is 702. Hold on. There we go. Call into the show. The bat line is 
702-703. Show! Let's go! get the number on screen for you call into the show the bat line is 702-703 show let's go and let me drop that phone number up so that you can see it where's my phone number where's my phone number i'll create it i don't know 702-703 we need a song for this show so we're taking calls. Dial up if you want to get your question answered and you want me to speak to you about something specific or if you just want to call up and scream. Whatever you want, call 702-703-SHOW. Uh, char- uh, standard uh, text rates. Oh, we got a call. We got a call. It just went straight to voicemail. What the? Call Call back. Call back. Um, I'm going to play voicemails too. Standard text rates and call rates apply. So know that. Know that, people. Uh, you never DM'd me for the contacts. I'm not sure what you mean, bro. And yes, we'll we'll be digging into some cowboy correspondence. I'll be getting people all over. I got Niner correspondence. I've got a, I've got it all. So we're gonna we're gonna definitely do that. So I'm gonna take some calls. Dial in if you want 702-703 show. Dial up and we'll we'll kick it off. Uh, I'm gonna see if I have a voicemail. We can play voicemails too, you guys. If you call and and it's busy, uh, you'll actually get sent right to the voicemail. And if you want to leave a voicemail, I'll play voicemails. Um, if those start piling up. And we'll go through those. Why is this call being missed? Um, I wonder if it's rejecting. It's the first show, people. Here we go. Oh, Dr. Roger's calling. Hold on. Phone lines after this. Dr. Raj, Dr. Raj, bro, you look like you just got out of like a war or like a war zone, bro. And you were treating like, uh, you know, soldiers or something like as a medic. What's going on, bro? Oh, I can't, I can't hear you. This is, this happened. This might be on me. I don't know why I can't hear you. Dang it. Uh, uh, is your phone on vibrate? Uh, it might be on vibrate. Don't crash. That seemed to be, I don't know. He's going to try calling back. <laughs> Dr. Raj. That, yeah, there's something to do with that. That when people are on, I think their phone's on vibrate. It won't uh, give them audio. So I guess it wasn't all Grant's fault. Maybe we need to, shoot, maybe we need to apologize to Grant. Grant, I'm sorry. Grant, I'm sorry. Dr. Raj, call one more time. Um... Call. Let me call this person back. Dr. Raj, paging Dr. Raj. 
We're going to see who this was that called. Your call has been forwarded. What? Not going to pick up for the fantasy football show? What's wrong with you? All right. So, any other news going on while we wait for the phone lines? I don't know what's going on with my phone lines. It's the first show. It's It happens. Um, but I'll leave it up and keep keep trying. I don't know if I've got some issues with it, but I'll fix it by the next show. Um, news that's kicking off right now. Let's see if there's any other news that we can talk about around the league. Um, you know, past the, the Watson stuff, the Niners stuff, I, I still think the Jets are one of those teams that could turn it around. Top 10 dynasty wide receivers are interesting. I'm lucky that I have three of the five. Three have three out of five of those one, two, three, four. Nice. I like it. Um, number on the screen. Uh, I'll see if I, you, you should be able to call. I don't know what's going on with my, my phone set up right now. I'll fix it. There's Dr. Raj again. Let's get Dr. Raj back in here. Dr. Raj. There we go. Now I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. What, what were you, uh, was it possibly on vibrate or something? I'm trying to figure out why. No, I, did... I just realized. No, no, no. I have my AirPods. Oh. But one of them doesn't work right. I don't know. And I realized I had it in. I was like, oh, let me take it off. And try okay. So Fields had a strong pro day. Um, looked really good. I know you, you Niner faithful are very, very excited about Fields. Um, are you still? Are you all on board? Field the fields train and not thinking Lance, oh, or just part of you still like Lance? If you weren't on the fields train before today, you better be on it. That man looked absolutely unbelievable. He showed everything he can do. I know it's pro day and it's all scripted, but I mean it was scripted for Mac Jones, and he didn't look that good. He made some overthrows. Justin Fields hit every pass that he could. I mean he made every throw that you could make. He put on a show. Man. He razzled dazzled the crowd. Um, he said everything good. At the end, he said, you know, we're not going to meet with the Niners yet, but I want to meet with them eventually. I have nothing but respect for Shanahan and his guys. Like, this kid checks all the boxes. He's a star. Bonafide star. You need to get him. Unbelievable. I'm all aboard I'm Fields hype train. So I'm not going to lie. His pro day impressed me enough to, to be more okay with Fields. And, and as I've said yeah. before, I said this on our quad boxing or lives. I think um, the potential of any of these four or five quarterbacks to go to San Fran and produce is good because it's like training wheels. This offense is amazing. You've got the, the running backs. The, you've got the, the center, the offensive line. You have uh, the defense. You have everything. You have Kittle, Ayuk, Debo. Um, you have everything you need to survive. <laughs> what is going on? Um, let, me, let me cut you in like five minutes. I don't know what's going on. The audio messed up. Okay. I'm almost home. Cool. All right, man. Be safe, man. It looks like you were in a war zone. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll get Dr. Raj back. Uh, phone lines are still open. Uh, I'll put that number back up for all you that want to dial in. Uh, I believe they're working now, but... Phone lines are open. I just think that that Lance is better, a better fit. But I'll tell Doctor Raj that, and see what Doctor Raj thinks about it. Um, we'll do running backs. I think on on Thursday's show, we'll do the top ten dynasty running backs. I think uh, the wide receivers. If I go back to um, my list here, because you know there's still some good content here, we can talk about real quick. 
Am I am I flexible with my AJ Brown or Ridley or DK or Diggs? Absolutely. Like I could put Diggs at five. I could put AJ Brown at seven. I could put AJ Brown at four. Even it's very flexible. I think this is my boldest take right here. I think Judy being on the list at all, especially as I mentioned him being actually worthy of a top twelve. Um, I don't know what's going on with my phone line. It's just rejecting. Everyone's calling and it's just rejecting. Let's see if I have any voicemails. Leave a voicemail, people. Let's call this person back. Mom? Yeah, you called the fantasy football show? Who is this? Okay, who is this? Dirty dollar bill. I don't know what's going on with, uh, I don't know if this is an issue with, with my system or what. Is this going straight to voicemail? Is it ringing? I've got to fix it. It's going right to voicemail. It's, Google Voice is actually taking my name and trying to contact me to you. Okay. I don't know what's going on. We'll, we'll, we'll try and fix that. But uh, anyway, um, what you got for me? Uh, I'm really worried about next year in terms of... Uh, how the wide receiver position might outlast the running back position and how we are uh, so enamored with going running back early. I'm thinking a zero RB might be the uh, thing of the future here, Smitty. What do you feel? Yeah, I mean, these wide receivers, are, I don't know why I took them off the screen while we're talking about them. Um, I, I'm a big fan of going wide receiver, wide receiver, especially in an auction where I think you can control your destiny a little bit more when you can still you know buy the cheaper upside guys for example jefferson cd lamb and maybe like a devonta smith or a chase or jefferson cd lamb and um aj brown would be cheaper than trying to grab like tyree kill adams and you know whatever so or ridley even you could go after ridley but i think going in an auction that style leaves you room for still building the running backs um if you go wide receiver wide receiver let's say at the 12 or 13 picks then you could end up with a Clyde Edwards-Alaire and a Montgomery. You could end up with a Kareem Hunt and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. You could end up with a Montgomery and and uh, I'm trying to think of another running back that fits that that range. Um, let me take a look at my rankings here. Uh, I mean, I think uh, Sanders probably won't fall. Um, yeah, like you're 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 talking about if you're at the 12, 13 turn, you're very far back in that third round. You're talking about Kareem Hunt. You're talking about some of the rookies, though. You could maybe see Najee Harris, Javonta Williams, ETN. Um, you could you could see. Uh, I don't particularly like Carson um, or Josh Jacobs, but they could fall given you know how how low some people are on those guys. It you know Mixon's fallen really far before where you've had Mixon as your third drafted player. So there's there's opportunity to go wide receiver, wide receiver, and really do well in 2021. But I will say that I've tried it a bunch, and there are times where you hate it. You know, not everybody falls, and and I look at my teams and and I love them, or or I haven't liked them. Um, balance has been a little bit better, so going running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, running back has typically left me feeling a little bit more uh, high powered and able to weather through a lot. But you know, I, I'm okay. the 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 ideal draft slot for me is the one or the two or the three. 
Um, the four, even like the higher you are, it never really changes for me. I don't think I've ever had a year where I've not liked the 1.1 better than every other draft slot known to man. So it's 1.1 gets you Christian McCaffrey. And if you want to go crazy different, you could go McCaffrey, uh, uh, Kittle Mahomes or McCaffrey Waller Mahomes, or you could go McCaffrey, you know, if Ridley fell or someone like that, you know, in Kittle, or you could go. You could go wide receiver, wide receiver there. I think the key is in that in that 24-25 turn, sometimes a Ridley is sitting there. Sometimes a DK falls. They shouldn't, but sometimes they do fall. And if you get two of those receivers there going wide receiver, wide receiver with Christian McCaffrey, it's game over. So, you know. So I have, I've been mocking with you. I've been mocking recently. And at the two-spot or the three-spot, I was able to get Saquon or Dalvin Cook and then actually get – Ridley and Jefferson. Jefferson right after the three turn, and I feel that's fantastic. I even feel at the end of the first round, you can go zero RB because of those RBs that you said might be available, and you take a chance at your second RB. You know, I've had this discussion for a long time. Second RBs don't win fantasy leagues, okay? Hitting the waiver wire wins fantasy leagues. You know, you, you, you've talked about it. I've talked about it. I've won a league with, uh, you know, Philip Lindsay as a pickup in the middle of the year. So, the way that it is in full PPR, if you're starting three wide receivers, you have to have at least one or two elite. You can't start running out guys there because the, the whole way of the NFL offense has changed. Running backs are becoming less important, and these guys are scoring just as many touchdowns. Just like yeah. Devontae, he could have 20 and- touchdowns. I mean, so I think, it's, I think that the landscape is shifting. Drafting in a certain time is shifting, and I think we have to adjust yeah, and I think if you get like an ETN or you get a Javonta Williams or you, especially if you're drafting early, like you can, I don't think, I don't think Najee Harris is falling if he lands to an ideal spot. He'll start going like top of the third. But, you know, right now, right now, especially if you're a best ball drafter, you could take full advantage of these, these rookies not having landing spots yet. But we'll see. The rookies are going to push everybody down. The rookies are so good. You're going to see Devonta Smith and Jamar Chase. People are going to get like at least one person in your league is going to get overly excited because of what Justin Jefferson did, and they're going to draft him really high. Like, you're going to see more value probably fall to your third and fourth round picks when you go wide receiver, wide receiver from, let's say, the 12 spot than you will in a mock. I think in your real league, you might oftentimes, uh, you know, find find that it's like, I mean, how many times do you draft where you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe this guy's available? Like, that happens often. There's often times where it goes the other route, but... Yeah. I think there's always some bonehead move when in the top twelve, something totally unexpected. You're like going down on your rankings and 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 you know grabbing somebody uh, that that's ranked. Re- you know, you, you it, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I, I love I love the wide receiver, wide receiver in the right context. They do. Smitty, at the end of I saw something very unusual happen. I, I've tried it myself a couple times. Tell me how you feel like at the ten or eleven and twelve. You start off with a Tyreek. You get Kelsey because he might go around. So if you're at 11, he might be there at the second pick. And then Mahomes drops. I've had the all-chiefs offense for the first three picks. I know it's not ideal, but usually best player available at that point. I, Are you against that? I, I am against it only because I tried it last year. And, uh, oh, okay. and, it, and it was fun. And I won some games yeah. big. I did lose a lot of games bad. And the problem is that you're likely going to have one of those down games within the playoff run. 
and you're going to lose. Like, if you could somehow find a way to get other really good players on your roster, but you're talking about your top three picks there. And and so I... I did an experiment. I wanted to try it in an ex, or it wasn't an ex, it was a follower league on Instagram, and I and I went after and drafted. I think I drafted Kelsey, I drafted Mahomes, and I drafted uh, Tyreek Hill or or something, and I I traded every player I had for an entire Chief team. So I had every single Chief player, every wide receiver. The only person I didn't have was Love Bell because that that happened mid season, and I had no trading pieces left because I had all Kansas City Chiefs. And it didn't do as well as I thought. And granted, you're going to probably have better wide receivers than Sammy Watkins and and uh, Michael Hardman, and so you could probably win with it better than I did. Um, but it, it definitely fell flat all at once together, multiple games. Um, I was pr- kind of shocked. But you know, if Mahomes has a with an extra game, maybe he has a 60 TD season. <laughs> you know, you never know. Uh, hey, I got to grab this call. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate you. Okay. Dr. Raj, let me add you one more time, kind sir. All right. Let's try this one more time. Yeah, let's do it. Um, How are we doing? How's out? Is this your first show? This is the first show where I kicked well, it off. That's the first show. Let's go, baby. Let's go, Smitty. Yep. Let's go, bro. I'm glad I got you on. Um, yeah, and and, and I'm, I've been talking a lot about the Niners and the three pick. And, yeah. and, and you know me on the quad box Fridays on your channel. I got your IG right here. Go follow Dr. Raj at RSF 49ers. Biggest Instagram 49er page out there. 125, 125K. 128, baby. 128. I'm sorry. 128,000 followers, you know, can't be wrong. Um, yeah, but so Dr. Raj, I'm thinking okay. I like fields more. As I was telling you before we, we, you dropped off. I, I think that, that. Any one of the top five quarterbacks going into that Niner offense, which is basically training wheels, they're going yeah. to. You could win. You like Jimmy G could go down in week uh, eighteen, <laughs> and which is <laughs> now, which is now the week seventeen. He goes yeah. down in week eighteen. You walk into the first game of the playoffs, and I could see I could see you winning multiple playoff games with any one of the f- five rookie quarterbacks because your offense is so late, your defense, your center, your, your Kittle, Debo, Ayuk, running game's phenomenal. What if Mostert stays healthy? It's it's all, the team, the team is lit. Um, they got a good but, team, man. This team is busting. But just because Fields could be functional in it and do really, really decent, you know, because they can they can make sure they contain him. I tr- that's fine. I truly believe that the, uh, the, the Niners offense is way more dynamic with a guy that could run 10 to 12 touchdowns into the end zone and be a, he's a, he's still a good pocket passer. He's good, good accuracy. We threw, we, we saw him throw 50 yard cannons down while he was barely jogging. You know, he wasn't even trying. Who are we talking about? Here? Lance. Oh, I like Lance, but look, yeah. he's, he just more of a, a, he's just more of a project overall, but I still, and I like, yeah. I like Lance. I like yeah. Trey. He's got the cannon. He's got the ability to run. He likes to run a lot. He needs to work on stepping up back in the pocket a little bit more. But he's a good prospect. He's a guy that can develop, and that's what they said they want, is a guy that can develop. I think Fields is a little bit more pro-ready day one. You know, you come in, and again, if Jimmy goes down, you got a guy like Fields, and he can just do it all. He's got all the he's, he's got the ability to make all the throws in the, in the arsenal. He can run. He can tuck it. Like you said, you want 10 touchdowns on the ground? Justin Fields could do it. He's done it before. One thing, though, with um, Fields is, you know, his reads, his progressions. They say that's a – a flaw in him, you can learn. Just like Lance, Fields has some stuff to learn. They're both not 
100% perfect prospects, but they yeah. both can like. I like both of those guys. Of course, Zach Wilson would be the ultimate, but yeah. I don't know. You know what I'm thinking after today's pro day, though, with Justin Fields? Did he play himself into number two? Did yeah. he do that good enough to go number two? I think he could have. I think I think not only did he play himself into number two, the 0% chance of him going one increased a little bit, whether it's 10%, 5%. The Ohio State ties, you know, Meyer. You never know. You never know. Um, he, he certainly did what he had to do to try and climb into the two or one spot on a lot of teams draft boards. And, and you're very, very biased. Like, you know, that you're super pumped. You're outside of the Niner communities. There's whispers about fields being the number one overall quarterback now by a lot of people, man. And and I, there's also reports that he's going to slip past, yeah, everybody's going to create their story or dialogue, but but a lot of people are ranking him there after today. They're so amped about it. They're like he's the number one quarterback. He's better than, you know, I'm, I'm just saying that, that everybody in their own mind, they make these judgments about what the team's going to do based on what they want. And, and mm-hmm. we have to try and predict just like Kinlaw in our mock draft, you projected Kinlaw to be drafted by the Niners and people lost their, their, their sheet on it yeah. because they're well, like, here's the thing with the pro. Yeah. I want to, I'll get back to that. With these pro days, it's recency bias. Because what happened last week was Zach Wilson. Were, oh, God, Zach Wilson, he might be number one. Now today, Justin Fields has a good pro day. Oh, he might. So it's just, to me, it's recency bias. Yeah. If, let's just say tomorrow, I don't know, Lance, Trey Lance has another pro. Let's say he has another pro day tomorrow, and he, like, killed There was a Trey Lance, number one. That's just the way I see it with these things. Yeah. Um, Trey, Trey Lance to me though, I, I just, I see him like, I'm, I'm not saying fields can't run for touchdowns. He had an amazing 40 yard dash time and everything. He runs pretty well, but he isn't more of a pocket presence guy. They, they want him to be. Um, and I think he would probably want to be himself. Lance is like comfortable running the football. And I'm just picturing the, the amount of passes you're going to ask this quarterback to do. And, and, and the fact that you're only going to get so much out of fields anyway throwing the ball. He's not throwing for 4,000 yards or 5,000 yards. I don't think so. You could change your offense a little bit, maybe. But I think for what he's going to be asked to do in the passing game, to get the running aspect that Trey Lance brings to the table, the 10 to 12 rushing touchdowns, the the being having to be worried about by defenses, maybe they shadow him, maybe they can't. Like, the offense is more effective, I think, with Lance. But that's me. I, I could be wrong. I just feel like he's a, a wonderful fit for the 49ers. Um, and I think that if you drafted Wilson, let's say Wilson fell, like Christmas came early, bro, and Wilson fell, I have a feeling Shanahan would be smart enough to change the offense a little bit to be oh, yeah. pass-heavy or more pass-heavy in time. Like, even if it's, like, by midseason or the next year. Like, there's yeah. no way you put a governor or a limiter on – on on Wilson's potential to air it out. Now you oh. feel similar about Fields that he can air it out too. So do you think that they do on like you were shaking your head, or do you think they unleash Fields more than I'm in, I'm anticipating? I think any of those quarterbacks. I think they all have the ability to. That the key is all of them have that ability to throw deep. I mean accuracy and and progressions and all the other intricacies, all the intricacies. That stuff that Kyle Shanahan will work with this quarterback. I think any one of them. They're going to unleash that play, though, because they haven't really been opening up the pass game. We always, we've always seen it with Jimmy, with Mullins, with CJ. It's just not a really um, – they just it's just not something that's in their arsenal. And I know the run game is what predicates this offense, and you're right. You add a running quarterback, and you can add even a bigger run threat, and it's crazy. But Wilson has that threat. Um, 
you know, Fields has that threat. They can do that too. They can be able to run. Now, maybe not as good as Lance because he has that that tough running ability, and I think that's his tendency is naturally. I'm, I don't see my read. I'm going to run. He doesn't go through his progressions as much either because his tendency is he sees that first read. It's not there. I'm going to tuck it around, which is not bad, but I think if they do have Fields, I definitely think that they would open it up more. If you've seen him pass, you know, this kid's got a cannon. Let him go. Yeah. He's pretty – he can I throw like, into tight windows. He can throw into those tight windows. I like that a lot of people don't think Lance could, like they just think he's not gonna. He's too raw, or like I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like there's a lot of quarterbacks like Mahomes who people didn't really know would mm-hmm. do what he's doing now. So judging, I, I mean, he's got the intangibles. He's got a good arm. He seems really accurate from what you know, my expectation was that he was going to be okay, look pretty good, but he looked phenomenal. He looked really good. I think Lance got, you're right. Recency bias. We'll see what happens. Lance's next pro day. Um, it'll be interesting. And, and what happens if like a Wilson or a Lawrence, I don't, I don't, I don't like Lawrence is not having another pro day. Is Wilson going to have another pro day? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. But they, they probably shouldn't. Anything. Cause if they, they no, could only hurt themselves. Let him, let him go. You know, like Mayo Mac, um, he probably shouldn't have had another pro day today. He was throwing stuff, overthrowing balls and stuff. He was throwing bur- burger, Big Macs all over I the mean, field, he, bro. Yeah, he, he made some decent passes, but overall, I think Mac should have just not. But again, you want you don't really have much to go off of, you know, so, because there's no combine. So you want to put your best self yeah. forward. And it's not only just making the passes and things like that. The thing we talked about the other day on the quad box is, it's all about connections and, and talking to the coaches. They want to talk to these guys. They don't care if you missed the pass here and there. You know, we're going to sit there and chop it up and dissect it. It's going to be all over social media, whatever. They want to know who you are as a person mentally. They want to get to know you um, as a, you know, they want to know your personality. So that's one of the reasons they talked to uh, Mac and, and they were there today, I think, is to kind of get a sense of who he, who Mac Jones is, the individual. It is, yeah, of course, they're going to see how he throws the ball, but they want to see who he is. Yeah. Um, I don't think Zach will have another pro day. I think Lance is going to have another one. And um, what's his name? Justin Fields says, if you want to do another one with me, do it, man, because I want to show everybody what I can do. Every day I want to show that I can do the same thing every day. I love that answer. And, you know, the Niners are going to try to get another uh, visit to Ohio State when he has it. This time, Cal Shanahan and John Lynch, because they sent their scouts today. Their quarterback coach was there. That's huge. It looked like they were uh, there. Where were they at watching it? Because it they, looked like they were in Bama. They were in Bama, but they had oh, scouts yeah. at Ohio State. And their scout is the main guy, Adam Peters, the assistant GM. He's like the main talent scout. One thing that I took away from the Alabama pro day with Mac Jones, Bill Belichick was there, and Bill Belichick and John Lynch were talking. And remember, yeah, well, we've talked about this whole trade Jimmy G situation. Yep. I'm pretty sure they brought right. that up. I'm, I'm gonna go down sure there and brought up Jimmy G. I'm gonna go down there and party. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they brought up Jimmy G. <laughs> yeah, why? What you know? I, I mean, there's a lot of players to go scout, but yeah, that's got to be one of those things where it's like, oh, hey, while you're here, uh, mm-hmm. you gonna cut him? <laughs> mm-hmm. You gonna cut him? You gonna trade? Like, what's what's the deal, man? Well, I'm you know, sure. as yeah. I said on the quad box, man, um, I know the initial reaction is that that Jimmy G was mad, but he's a fighter and I don't buy that. Like, I think he's, he's going to be offended. He wants out. He has, he has no trade clause. So he, he, you know, he's, he could decide that he wants to go. I, I really, really believe it. And, and the baby, baby Smitty called it that he'd be traded on draft day or before or whatever. Um, I, I just think that 
There's no way. I don't care if you're injured or not, Dr. Raj. You don't think of yourself that way. Even if you've had two yeah. major injuries, yeah. you think in your own mind, like, I can do it. I Those are freak injuries. Yeah. I'll be healthy. He, yeah. There's no way he's comfortable being told you're already going to be replaced. Like, he, mm-hmm. in his mind, he can do it for five, six, seven, ten years. You know, mm-hmm. no player. So he wants out. I, I can guarantee you he wants out. Whether he gets out, whether the right suitor comes a calling and the Niners might say, look, you know, we want to make you happy, but we need to get a first rounder. And if nobody offers a first rounder, you're staying. And that could that could end up being why he doesn't get traded. And we don't ever hear the, hear the details on that. But if they offer a first rounder, man, I think, I I think he's, he's as good as gone. Then then the I then agree. the locker room divide's not there. The transition I mean, that's period. That's the business, but that's what they've put themselves into. This this is the position they've and they know the ramifications. They know they wouldn't have done this if they didn't know all the intricacies. And you're right. There's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that we don't know. But Jimmy, right now, he's still on the hot seat. And I don't think he's guaranteed to be there, which I know they've said that he's in the plans and this and that. But you're right. If they get a offer that, that's like too good to pass up, they're going to do it. And they're going to make it because you don't just trade up to get this rookie quarterback and not think that he's going to be able to play or start. If, if you think he's good enough to go to number three, you think he's going to start. And you can trade him as much as they, yeah. you know, people want that veteran to be the bridge and whatnot, so, which I think is the smartest move. If Belichick says, hey, let's give you a first rounder and Gilmore, why not? Do it. Take the, it. The question is then, who's the backup? Rosen? Is it, you know, because like you've let Brissett go, you've let, you know, Fitz wanted to start though. Yeah, but You're right. And again, that's the dilemma that they put themselves in and they got to realize. And the fans need to realize they're, they're, plan is to have jimmy be the mentor the bridge for at least a year most likely a year and get this rookie but if they do get rid of jimmy and you're right the backup's not going to be good and they got to bank on the rookie to make sure he's good enough so that's why they have to get the best possible rookie and that's why i see justin fields being that guy but also you're right with jimmy i'm pretty sure he's upset and pissed off because the reports yesterday when when shanahan and lynch were talking to the media they basically said yeah jimmy's pissed of course he's pissed and that could either go good or bad. And again, if he plays, you can use that anger, that aggression to your advantage and, and make you play to like be a dog out there. Or you could be like, screw this team. Why do I need to stick around? I'm going to go some, I'm going to demand a trade. Yeah. And like, and like I said to, to, to people, um, when, uh, when they were, when we were talking about this in the quad box, that, that there's a really good chance that, that, you know, he's going to want out and all that, that, that Aaron Rodgers is an example of where he got pissed off and, and, and everyone's like, it won't, you know, Jimmy understands. Jimmy doesn't understand. A quarterback doesn't understand. And Aaron Rodgers is a big stark difference between love and one of the quarterbacks you're taking in the top three overall picks in the NFL draft. So Rodgers was mad. He was insulted, but he was also probably laughing inside, you know, whereas Jimmy G he he's not gonna he's gonna feel threatened differently than Rogers feels threatened. He's gonna be like, yeah. okay, look, this is a guy that they clearly want to give a shot. Love, they didn't want to give Love a shot. They hoped they didn't need to use him. It was insulting. Yeah. Rogers it was, was mad. He used it as fuel and he tore it up. That's not gonna yeah. do the same thing with this. I think Jimmy G is gonna story. take it because Love wasn't the number three pick, like you said. That's the biggest point. And they knew. I think Aaron Rodgers is like, okay, you dropped the quarterback, you got me. But I think in his mind, like, okay. I'm basically not going to be here forever. They need a plan B. I think he realized, okay, this sucks that they got this guy, but hey, if I don't perform, my ass is on line or they'll trade me or whatever the case is. And, and I think he knew. But number three pick, number three pick, 
that's basically telling your quarterback, your starting quarterback, that we might be replacing you pretty damn yep. soon. Figure it out. Yep, you're gone. Yeah. Um, and there's no. And the other thing too is there's there's zero chance if Lance or or Fields ends up going into the lineup that Jimmy G is going to remain on the team the next year. They cut him. So, you know, that's another thing is like he, you, people are, are thinking, oh, Jimmy G's going to go in and be excited and, and fight hard. No, because he wants to go somewhere where he can establish a long career. If he knows for yeah. sure he's going to get cut next year, no matter what, he wants to get out now and start his new life now while he's younger. Every year he's going to get older. And he's, mm-hmm. he for I can tell you 100% he wants out. He wants out. Yeah. And he's going to try his very best to get out. Not only that, because he sticks around and he gets cut instead of getting traded there goes his money he's not going to get paid he wants to get into a situation where he's still going to get paid you're doing you're not doing this for free you want to make sure you get paid because if he sticks around he gets hurt if he gets hurt again nobody's going to ever sign him nobody's going to take him he's damaged goods career's pretty much done he wants to make sure he gets paid he wants to make sure he goes somewhere where he's in a good situation you're right he's not getting any older or, or any younger so um and then the Niners' standpoint is they got this young quarterback. You get rid of Jimmy, that's going to save a lot of money. And guess what you need money for? Nick Bosa, uh, uh, Fred Warner, and all the other guys that you have that, you know, prioritize in the future, you know? Yeah. You also have Debo Samuel and, and Brandon Ayuk that, you know, and eventually they're going to need a contract. You keep and, a guy and, that's costing you all that money, you may not have that money for them. Everybody wants to know what you're eating, man. Pizza rolls. Pizza rolls. That's what the guest says right here. Bryce said pizza rolls. Let's see. They're busting. They're busting, baby. Let's see them. We gotta see what these look like. I'm done. You're done? They're over? They're gone? I was hungry, man. Came back from work. I, I, you know, I haven't got a, I haven't got a super chat yet on this show, which is is usually shocking, and and that was gonna, that was where I was gonna order Uber Eats off of, so. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> give my boy a super chat, man. Come on, come on. Where's my Uber Eats? Uh, yeah. So you got a, you got the box of the pizza rolls. Can you show us what we're dealing with? I ate all up, man. I was starving. I just came home and jumped all right, them all right. on the plate, beat it up. I'm, I'm you look like man. you came out of a war zone, man. You were like, Dude, war, you look beat up, war zone. tore my up, crazy, bro. tore up from the floor up. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's exciting times. I can't wait for this draft. Um, I can't wait for uh, so much uh, so much movement. I think is going to happen in the top ten. Still, you know, I think uh, I think I, I I I think the the one two three the odds of it going Lawrence Wilson Fields is about seventy percent, but I truly believe there's like a thirty or twenty percent chance that it's not that order. Maybe, maybe not, because you can't always predict. If it was that predictable, it'd be easy every year. You can't make predictions. Like yeah. that. You never know. Because remember a couple of years ago, when the Niners took Nick Bosa, uh, what was it? The Cardinals were like, oh, we're not taking Kyler. We're not taking Kyler. Or Josh Rosen is our guy. They took Kyler. And everybody thought that they were telling the truth. You know, well, not everybody. A lot of people thought they were telling the truth and they were going to take Bosa. They didn't do that. Can I tell you my, my, my theory here? That's my new theory. And I think I'm going to say this on the quad box too, but uh, I have a feeling the reason we think it's going to go Wilson is the Jets won't pass on Wilson, right? So it's 
do the Jets trade out? It, if a new suitor comes into that two, two spot, even if it's a draft day trade, they mix everything up. Then you don't know anymore if Fields is the number two. And that's, I think, where it gets crazy. Something's going to happen, whether they believe in Darnold or they want to trade back for Lance or Mac Jones, you know, yeah. because they, they like Lance or, or whatever. That could make it to where somebody that wants Fields moves up and takes him. Like, that could be crazy. I can crazy. see it, man, especially after today. He really turned heads, man. And, and he, put, he, was on his, he was in his bag today. He was literally just unbelievable because I, I had the – I didn't watch the whole thing initially at first, and then I finally caught the replay at lunch. And so initially he was a little jittery. He came out a little slow. Once he collected himself, I mean, the kid put on an absolute show of clinic. I mean, he was hitting every pass stride i mean the dart he was just darting it and i was like oh my god this kid is putting himself on the map and i think that's what he wanted to do and it wasn't only that his 40 time was big four four yeah he was quick the 4.44 and he tripped yeah he's kind of kind of a little bit of a little bit of a stumble or i wouldn't call it a stumble stumble. they were were calling a stumble he didn't really stumble he just kind of like didn't get upright as quick yeah a little bit but hey if he didn't make that move, that's a four three four. Did he only run one time? Yeah, he just wanted to run it once. Because he should have run. Because yeah. Smart, because if you go slower after that, because after that you're in your head. Yeah, but if you if you've slipped a little bit though, like you're you know, and he's willing to do a pro day again. He's not willing to say there's he, my pro he day. He might run it again, but that's smart that he he didn't run once. He only ran it once because that's actually good to run I, a four four. Yeah, and and you lost your footing. That that's good, man. I I don't. I think he passes on the foot on the on the running the next time. But oh, you might get a four. He said he wanted to run a four three, but I mean a four four is not bad. Dude. No, there's only no. one. And, and this is the thing: the only other quarterback in the last decade that ran a better forty time was RG three. And let me tell you, RG three was coached by Kyle Shanahan. So I don't know. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. I'm gonna throw that out there. I feel like Justin Fields is the guy, but who? Who trades up out of all the teams to get one of these five quarterbacks that currently isn't in a top five pick? Like if I it goes Carolina, Carolina, Atlanta, um, Atlanta's got a weird contract that I don't think makes sense for that though. Like I looked at that because it it seemed like something they would do, but then I was like, okay, Ryan's got Ryan's got a lot of money committed that I don't think they can get out of necessarily. So that's I'll, true. I'll break... You know the other team? It could be the Patriots. Man, Bill is weird. I don't know what to make of that. I'm scared of that. When I saw him today, with in the you know at the pro day in Alabama, he, hanging out with Kyle and Shanahan, so I was like, I don't know, man. I'm getting yeah, he, this dude, he, you don't know what he's thinking. I'm telling you, Bill, he's got Cam Newton. Okay, you got Cam Newton. What if he trades up and gets like Justin Fields or maybe Trey Lance? Those two guys to train under Cam Newton for a year. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing, right? Yeah. So Carolina could trade up. Um, what other teams could trade up? Patriots. Let's see. The only uh, problem was I mean, Chicago should, the but Patriots, they won't. If the Patriots trade up, they don't have like a early first round pick to do one of these teams. And the Jets need a quarterback. Yeah. They're not going to take Cam Newton. I mean, it's Carolina. It's, um, Denver. Den- Denver. Yeah. Denver. Denver. Uh, I've been. I said it on this this show, Doctor Raj. I, I, it's going to be easy to find the receipt because it's show one. But I said that Jerry Judy <laughs> is going to climb into. Let me show you my rankings here. Jerry Judy is going to climb into the top. Uh, I have him right here, and I just was kind of floating him around. 
But here, here are my dynasty rankings. I have Jefferson 1, Adams 2, Hill 3, C.D. Lamb 4. And these are dynasty, and the, these are not where you draft them. It's just my personal, yeah, like... No, I got and so I think Jerry Judy could float around this eight to like 14 range. I really I do. I agree with a good quarterback. And yeah. In the moment he gets a quarterback, let's say they trade up and, and nab one or they get Watson and Watson gets cleared, whatever. No, then it's man. like, you know, everyone's going to be jumping on this Jerry Judy bandwagon. So get yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so listen to this though. I think Denver could trade up. And I was, I was listening to Ian Rappaport's uh, little post pro day report. And he said um, he thinks there could be five quarterbacks taken in the first five picks of the NFL draft. Five quarterbacks in the first five picks. And yesterday, Kyle Shanahan, he kind of said the same thing in his press conference. He goes, if we're at number 12, we feel like we'd get left at the altar with one of the quarterbacks that we, you know, the quarterback. So that's telling me that before the number 12 pick, there's going to be five quarterbacks taken. That's absolutely insane. So you got Trevor Lawrence. Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones. Now, I mean, I don't know if that's the order, but those five quarterbacks are going to be gone before ten pick. That's that's how crazy this quarterback class is, man. Yeah, it's 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 good. I got a super chat here from Alex. Alex, you're buying the Uber Eats next time. I decided yeah. that wh- whoever gives the first ten dollar super chat, um, we'll use this one anyways, Alex. Whoever gives the first ten dollar super chat or more on the show. I'm actually going to dedicate that hour that I eat to that person and put them in the corner and order like an hour one, order my food and have it delivered. So that way, that way it's, people can have their, their name up in the corner. Cause people at super chat deserve that kind of, you know, notoriety. So. so I appreciate that. Alex, you're going to be you and whoever donates next will be the two, uh, you know, people we honor. Um, Dr. Raj, what else can we talk about NFL draft wise real quick? Oh, he, his super chat said enough with the night. Uh, talk about the saints. Um, I talked about that a lot earlier that I think it's going to be Taysom Hill that then ends up getting a hold of that starting job because they're paying him 140 million on avoidable deal each year, but he got 140 million. Dr. Raj, no one really is talking about that. Like, yeah, Winston could get paid if he delivers and there's incentives and stuff, but it's still a one-year deal. Taysom Hills is a, essentially a long-term deal that's voidable, one-year deal each each year, but he's getting paid 140. What do you think about Winston versus Taysom? Man, I don't. I'm not a fan of Taysom. He seems gimmicky. I don't think he's a great quarterback. I mean, yeah, he could run, but I just don't think he's a good court quarterback in the sense of the word quarterback. Um, I like Winston, man. I know he had the in- interceptions in that horrible season, but he still put up numbers. He put up he, – he's actual quarterback. If he can turn down the turnovers, not bad. And, you know, he had the LASIK surgery. I know you can joke about that. We don't know if he's going to be any better or not, but I don't think Taysom is the guy. But you're paying him a lot of money, so if you're going to pay the guy, you got to play the guy. Uh, Jameis Winston – more of like a game manager, I think. And yesterday he said, hey, game manager's not a bad thing. I don't mind it. And it's not a bad thing, actually. I, I think Winston would be the better pick. But honestly, Taysom's the more exciting. He's going to give you the flashy plays. He could run out of Mike, the pocket. Mike Thomas, you're fan, you're a, a physical therapist. Um, is that your, That's your technical title, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Talk about Mike Thomas's 
Um, I, I don't know the extent to the, the mm -hmm. knee, the, the ankle ligaments or whatever. Let me see if I can pull it up and read it to you. So you have all the information, but, um, I haven't heard any word at all that this guy is getting surgery. Um, and, and it was reported that he needed surgery and he had multiple ligament tears in his ankle. Now, granted without any of the details, it'd be really hard for you to totally speculate, but let me see if I could find, um, it says Thomas is likely to undergo surgeries this off season to repair Damage to his ankle. This could explain Thomas's Cryptic Tuesday morning Twitter post and his subpar performance in the divisional round against the Bucks. Yeah. So there's yeah. no real like indication. So you got to do a lot of like. Oh, hold on. It says yeah. here both. Oh, ho, ho, here it is. Um, Adam Schefter said Thomas is likely to opt for surgery to repair both of the torn deltoid and other injured ligaments <laughs> in his ankle. So talk to me about that and what does that mean for so basically, basically i mean that's that's your primary um you know ankle joint for mobility and, and things like that and anytime you have uh injury to that area you're going to have a lot of instability you're going to have pain 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 swelling pain it's a cycle it's a vicious cycle and that probably did throw his game off last season he didn't look like he had that explosiveness he didn't look like he was you know um as, as dynamic as he could be he wasn't jumping as good and those are the issues that are going to have with the ankle injury he definitely probably needs to get that surgery and that's going to be a long recovery and then coming back from an ankle injury that's not going to be easy you know because there's so much that goes on when you have you know planting your foot you know jumping off of that foot and running and, and things like that and cutting it's going to be really limited so i don't know man ankle injury is always bad. And when you have to have structure, when you have structural damage to those ligaments, so, that's not good. Now. So based on what I read, again, you got to assume a lot of things so you can, you know, I'm not going to hold you to any of this information, but if, uh, if somebody is in that situation in front of you on your table and, mm -hmm. you know, is he being recommended to not have surgery because he can heal it on his own? Do you think, or do you think he's just choosing to like, kind of like Kittle choosing not to have the, the torn labrum, labrum surgery because he doesn't want to slow down or have, you know, I don't know if he's worried about a contract or what, but what, what would make someone not want to have that surgery? Well, it's surgery. You never know what can happen with the complications of surgery. There could be infection. Surgery is tough, man. And a lot of times the doctors will say, Hey, I know you probably should have it, but you can let things heal conservatively and maybe they'll go through rehab and, and try to, um, you know, stabilize that joint. And then you can go through, Different types. There's a lot of you know exercises that he can do to help with that ankle, but I don't think it'll ever be 100. percent And it's going to keep keep issue becoming an issue and becoming a chronic thing later down the line. So I think surgery is the best option, which is you know what they said. But of course, an athlete's not going to want to go under the knife because that can really throw you up. A lot of training you have to get back, rehab stuff. You may never be the same. Your explosiveness, surgery stuff. So these guys want to go through it and try to deal with, you know recovering unsurgically basically you know so i think that's where his mindset is like you said with kittle he's not going to go under the knife because that could really detriment um his career and not only that you're right a contract uh you know when you get surgery and you start having these issues people start putting that injury label on the injury prone label and teams are going to say oh well you did have the injury i don't know if i want to pay oh well you did you did have the surgery maybe we should take a little bit that does sure. play a factor man so correct me if I'm wrong, um, but he has a hundred percent torn labrum, right? Yeah, and, well, and he did, but he, 
and correct me if I'm wrong, but you can't heal that when it's 100 percent, right? It just it's just you you wear a harness, you stabilize it, and you just you keep stabilize going. Stabilize it, and you go through the you know the different exercises, and you know you can you can get to the point where you can get the range back and everything, but you still down the line eventually may need to have surgery because I mean you're not going to fix the tail so without surgically repairing. If if you had to predict, is does he have surgery? Uh, the moment he he gets extended or something, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. But I think that he's gonna have to talk with the team and say, "Hey, look, this is my situation." I mean, you got to be upfront. You got to take the best advice, you know, medically. But these guys are gonna look out for their careers too, you know. Yeah. Um, so K- Kittle, uh, what's the the chance of? I think a lot of people like to hear this for fantasy reasons. What are the odds of, of further injury um, to, uh, you know, if you have 100% torn labrum, are you potentially going to tear something else because that's not there to support it? Like, what are the, what are the, how is um, it set him up for other injury? I don't think that the case is high because they caught it kind of early. And his training, if you watch his training, he really hang, hammers down on stabilizing that area. So I think his risk of injury for that is, is I wouldn't say it's relatively low, but it's not as high as maybe people think. Um, I'd say maybe like 10, 15%. Um, the biggest thing with him is making sure he's training and putting himself in the right position when he's catching and doing things. Any player can get hurt playing with the ball. They have that risk as well. With Kittle, though, it's all about his training and how he's preparing and stuff um, in the offseason. And I think he's done a very good job. You're cutting out a touch. Um, so uh, I have uh, about nine minutes left in the show if you if you did want to hang for the last nine minutes but um anything else you can think of in the nfl is there any any other news that you'd like to touch on um i probably would hang out but i realized my phone's on one percent so that's probably why i'm cutting out here gotcha a little glitchy so um not at the moment but uh i'll come back when out what other days are you doing your shows every every tuesday and thursday 4 p.m eastern to 7 p.m so it ends right yeah, it we'll ends normally at four. I was a little late, but yeah, if you if you're ever available, like even up to right around the four o'clock hour, or uh, what, what time is it there right now? Seven, your time? It's four over here. Well, seven Eastern. Yeah. Or, or four over. Yeah. So seven, Yeah, right up to about seven Eastern. So if you could ever hop in, even in the last ten minutes or something, we'll figure it out. Sounds good. All right, thanks, Doctor Raj. Everybody, go follow right, my man. Later. Go right. follow my man at uh, RSF Forty Niners on Instagram. Um, yeah, that Kittle that Kittle topic's a little tough because, you know, he looks. Uh, who is this? This giggles. Giggles, what? What are you doing? Call him. I, I'm gonna let you know if you got the internship, bro. <laughs> You've already called up today. Here, just sign language for me, while I while I go through this. But K- Kittle needing surgery. Um, but not electing to have it is is a, is a concern from a fantasy perspective um, because, you know, you don't know what kind of uh, – apparently he's wearing a harness to stabilize it, and you do overcompensate, and he is a very injury-prone, you know, guy. So for me, it's a worry, but where Kittle's falling now, which is third-drafted player territory, I'm a little more okay with that. I don't like him in the second round in fantasy football drafts only because there's other talent there that you can grab. Uh, Giggles, go ahead. And, you're, you're doing a, a subper, subpar job there with your, your uh, sign language versus earlier in the day. Can you uh, come in and, and talk to me real quickly about George Kittle? 
Uh, you heard Doctor sure. Raj. You heard Doctor Raj talk about his shoulder. Are you worried at all about that shoulder? Given he has a hundred percent torn labrum, he looks great. He's working out with like a beast, so you you can't think it's affecting him too much. But does that work? Do you worry about any kind of other compensation and injuries that could develop? Uh, I just worry kind of about his play style, though, because I mean he he said he doesn't want to get surgery on that. I guess so, but um. If he, I guess, hurts it again, I think he should get it, get yeah. like surgery. Yeah. Um, he was trying to do sign language, Noah. Okay. That's very offensive <laughs> that you didn't realize that he was doing his very, very best. He's, he's, he's trying to get an internship. He's trying to show off skills that he doesn't have and, and kind of wing it. And you're, you're coming in here being offensive to it, to a sign. Um, Falcons could trade up in the draft Smitty. Alex, how far? One spot? Um, I don't think they can trade up. Maybe to the two pick. pick. Like, maybe. Is that what you're saying? Trade up to the two pick? I don't think. Let's see Matt Ryan's contract. I want to say Matt Ryan's contract is just crazy. And I don't think they can. can, It's a logical thing to go grabbing a quarterback. Uh, I don't know if this contract information is updated. Yeah, they don't have it in here. Uh, Let's see here. I don't know. It's something. It's something. I could be wrong. I'll, I'll correct myself on the next show if I am wrong. But I believe the contract dictates that they aren't going after a quarterback. They're they're fully committed to him, and I don't think they can really get out of it. Is Waller higher in fantasy than Kittle right now, Alex? Uh, I got a 49er guy in here. He's not going to like what I'm going to say, but I feel like I feel like they're very even. I think the injury risk makes Waller a little bit safer, but Kittle Kittle could have potentially more upside. I mean, there's no. Bottom line is, before my Niner people hate me, the bottom line is there's no more talented wide receiver in the NFL or talented tight end in the NFL than George Kittle. Like he's the by far the most talented pass catching tight end in the league in the NFL. Um, there's nobody I'd rather have on a single play if I'm throwing the football to a tight end. He'll get the most yards. Um, but as Giggles just said, uh, that that he's so aggressive to his own body, he's very injury prone, and he's a hundred percent torn labrum. There's, uh, I think, a logical reason why you might have Waller ahead of him, or at least even. Um, and and Waller, put your earmuffs on. You already got him on. Uh, Waller is my boy, man. I, I had him ranked so high as a bull prediction from 2020. So I'm a little biased. I admit it to liking Waller, being that I felt like you know I called that prediction. And I'm I'm playing in a, a fantasy league with Darren Waller this year giggle so um, i'm a little biased there too so um, i'm hoping to stream that draft live um with my boy plug and clock and and that'll be a fun a fun draft smitty already changing his mind on fields noah i'm not changing my mind on fields he looks better than i thought what am i supposed to tell you noah am i not supposed to be honest when i'm watching a guy's pro day am i supposed to have the answers before the players are even doing their pro days am i supposed to know everything about every player noah and and uh, sign this right now giggles because i'm angry am i supposed to not understand that 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 a player can improve and on top of that i'm not super high on fields i spent like an hour noah 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 Noah, you're doing the same. You're doing the same thing on Noah. You're you know sign. I I'm no sign language expert, but I'm pretty sure this is real. Um, I don't understand why you can't grab uh, a hold of that Noah and understand that that I uh, 
I could change my mind. But I'm I'm not necessarily changing my mind. I'm more okay with him in a 49er offense. And I think he fails if he goes to New York. So clearly I don't I don't love him. You were never supposed to to doubt him in the first place. All right, Noah. Well, I know Fields is your boy, and I hope he works out for you wherever he lands. Alex, thank you for the super chat. Giggles, I appreciate you coming on All and right. doing some extra sign language. Um, you know, unpaid internship. Not even not even an intern yet, but I think the people like you. I think you're you might be coming back. Uh, you you definitely amp some people up. Now we're in the dead off season, giggles. So the 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 views of this show are going to increase as the awareness of it too. Yep. And on top of that, this is not my normal time zone at all. Like this is I'm I'm reaching new audiences, so it's going to take a little time to grow. Uh, but this show is going to be lit. We're going to get in our rhythm. I think you might people might want you to be a part of it. So we'll I'll reach out to you and we'll not see come. if we can work you into some regular stuff. But I appreciate you, giggles. Later, man. All right, bye bye. Thanks. Just hung up on him. Thank you, Mr. Giggles. I appreciate you. Thank you, Alex, for the super chat. We have uh, two minutes remaining in the show. Let me get on over to the front. And that's not the shot. That's not the shot. This is the shot. Okay. And let me let me say my goodbyes. Let me say my my goodbyes proper style. We had a good show. Let's reflect. Maybe we'll have a reflection segment. A reflection reflection segment. Thank you to Alex. Uh, again, the first $10 super chat of the show is going to buy the food for each of my shows. Um, and so Alex has paid for half of my meal on the next show. The next $5 super chat or someone does 10. I'm going to dedicate the entire hour that I actually eat my meal to both of you. And anybody in the future, the first $10 super chatter of every single show has the full hour, their name in the corner, dedicated to them by providing Smitty with the grub. And we're going to order it on the show. We're going to potentially show the driver, deliver it. Maybe we interview the driver. Uh, we try and chase him down and ask him a football question. And so, Alex, if you have a, a question for the the Uber Eats driver, um, please post it in the chat, and I will uh, ask him this question uh, tomorrow or to Thursday. Uh, Mac Jones failed again today. He did. What's up, Elgin? Cruz, everybody, I appreciate it. Round of applause for the first show. You know, we did it. Is it the phone? Is it the phone? Oh, we can't take a call now. We're at the very, very end. But first show, we're coming at three hours. We were a little late. It's okay. It's okay. But but I think we did good. I think we're going to get in a, a rhythm and a groove. There'll be a lot more NFL news coming each and every week, so... We'll have more to talk about, but I think the, the three-hour show was, was a success. I think I, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the feel of this, this show, and I think as we get more guests and more exposure, it's going to grow. So I am out of here. I appreciate every one of you. I've got to I've got to fix these phone lines, though, because how the hell am I supposed to take a phone call uh, when it goes right to voicemail? Not Not good. Not good at all. Peace out, everybody. Where's my music? I'm going to cue out with some music you guys all rock you make the show please all of you in the room right now please hit that thumbs up on your way out the door and as always once the video is uploaded and processed on youtube on my channel it will start out with no comments and guess what i answer all of my early comments so if you have a question you want to ask me drop it drop it in the comments of this exact video once it's 
on YouTube ready to be commented on. I appreciate all of you. Take it easy. Great first show. I can't wait to see you on Thursday, 4 p.m. Eastern. I won't be late this time, 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the Fantasy Football Show Live right in front of your face. Tell your grandma, tell your grandma she didn't make it this episode. You didn't think I noticed. Every Tuesday and Thursday, 4 p.m. Eastern to 7 p.m. Let's get it going.